You're gonna, I hope you're ready to edit a lot because I, uh, I tend to uh, stammer and mutter and look down and not actually answer any questions. Well, if we got to edit, we'll edit. And I swear a lot. Oh, it's okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. Um, no problem with the swears. No problem oh. with the swears. Yeah, shit. <laughs> so, Alex Mabry. Okay. Of, I guess you're with Candy Coffins, but I'm sure you play with some other folks. Candy Coffins, uh, Thunderclutz, previously of The Noise, previously of, like, well, whatever the cover band was, High Maintenance. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, you're not with them? No, I left. Okay. I was uh, just... I'm done. <laughs> I understand. It's been an interesting year. Yeah, just ready to uh, to do covers that I want to do. Understandable. No offense to Tom Petty, but I don't want to play Tom Petty. That's, I get it. I've played some Tom Petty in my day. Yeah. I don't mind, but I didn't have to do it all that much. Oh. You guys were kind of doing that quite a lot. Yeah, I think they've been. I think. I think American Girl had been on their set list for like 13 years. Wow. And so, which, I mean, Tom Petty, I'm sure, would be like, well, it was on my set list for 40. That's a, that's a while. Well, maybe not quite 40. I don't think he quite made it 40 years of American Girl, but 30-something. I don't know. 30-something. I don't know. I'd have to look that up. Maybe somebody out there could definitively answer that. Um, so you're... You recently released CD with Candy Coffins. Yeah. And my experience of that was you were you needed a fill-in to do some audio stuff with high maintenance. Yep. Because you were in Georgia? Yep, Athens. Athens. And what were you doing there? We were recording uh, the uh, the EP, which is somewhat misplaced somehow. <laughs> I don't... Uh, I'm not keeping track of what everything is... Somehow misplaced. Uh-oh. Uh, what's the name of it? Oh. This is bad. I actually got to look up. Double check. Hey, man. You want to get it right? Yeah. I know the songs uh, that are on there. <laughs> I think. Okay. We got CDs this up. Somehow misplaced. Uh -huh. so somehow misplaced. Yes, we were down in, at uh, at uh, Chase Park Transduction, uh, which is for, for those of us who don't know what that is. Uh, it's Dave Barbie's uh, studio. Dave Barbie's, I think his most famous work has been with Drive-By Truckers. Okay. Uh, worked a lot with them and just Athens bands in general, including Orion. I was gonna say when I think of Athens bands, I mean. The most one that comes to straight to my mind is R.E.M. He did something with them that was pretty late on in their career, but it also they also had Bill Berry okay. in for it. So I think this is like around 2006. Okay. They recorded something for a tribute album from them, I think. Okay. Did you have, like use any of the... You sent me some pictures of the board. I do remember that. I... Uh, but did you like, was that the, do you know if that's like the same board that um, R.E.M. used? Or? I don't think it was. I think he had just gotten that board in not terribly long before we got there. Like it was still, it was still in a lot of pieces and still trying to make gotcha. things work. I think he had it for about a year. How'd it sound? <laughs> it sounded awesome. 
I mean, I, I have the CD. Like, it sounds good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for purchasing it, too. No problem. Um, and so you guys went down there, and you guys recorded that. Did you knock it out, like, in a weekend? or? Yeah, that was um, two days tracking and then two days mixing uh, later on, which uh, Jane went down and oversaw that with uh, with David. Um, and, yeah, I guess the product speaks for itself. Yeah. I mean, it sounds great. And... Um, now I'm losing my train of thought because I had a question. Oh, did you guys track that as a band, or yes. did, or did y'all you didn't track it separately? No, we we did uh we did it all live in a room. Wow. Um, we didn't overdub vocals. You did not. We then overdub. Oh, you then overdub. Uh, they did a couple, a couple little punch-ins here and there, but uh, I I kind of felt like a little bit of a diva because I went down there. I had uh, you a diva. Yeah, apparently. I don't I I've never really noticed because, you know, I'm busy getting my way. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but um, I took I took the three basses. Nice. Everybody else took, you know, their pedals and their and like one guitar. And I'm like, no, 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 I get to, you know, I get to have my sound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so I took uh, my P, uh, P bass, a jazz bass, and a Rickenbacker, um, and then made a. Uh, Made the poor folks down there switch bass amps between songs because they just sounded better. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. And it also gives it a little bit of a different sound. Yeah, that, and that was that was kind of my my logic too uh, with that. Uh, and uh, yeah. Now, were you did you zero it in even more? And you're like, as you switch bases, were you like, okay, now I have to get all the tones right? No, no or you I'm just not, like I'm not that precise. I'm just like, you know the. The difference between a jazz bass and a P bass, I think, are, are big enough. That's my tone tweak right there. Yeah. They're big enough for me to notice, but probably most people will never know. Did you take it was the the red? Yeah. Is that the P bass? No, that's, that's the jazz, jazz bass. Yeah. yeah, that one. That one's actually kind of become my main bass. It's a good bass. Yeah, I like it. It's uh, it's comfortable to play. It's light. Yeah. A lot lighter than my P bass. Yeah. Uh, my P bass probably weighs yeah, about as much as the staple. That's, that's funny. Yes. I'm sure it does. So this, those things are not light. No, this was this is like an '83 P bass Elite Two or something goofy like that. Where'd you find that? Um, actually, the bass player from High Maintenance had it, and he was oh. looking to unload it. And I was like, you know what? I will play the. You know, basically, I, I work for free. I, I work for in, for exchange of that. So it took me about. It doesn't shows to, to get <laughs> to, it to pay for it, but I was like, "Hey, this is, this is all right. I'll do that." Yeah, yeah. I work for gear. Yeah, no shame in I'm, that game. I'm kind of doing that already. Yeah. Um, so outside of music, though, you have like a ton of, or it seems like looking at your Facebook and kind of knowing you throughout the years, like a lot of different things that you're involved oh. in. Like, I mean, photography. Yeah. I, now, did you? You went to the media art school, or were you a music major? I was a music major. Music major. Yeah. Did you do any photography over there? Nope. So did you get into photography after uh, school? No, my, you know, we always had had a nice little Minolta camera, and I like playing around with it. Mm-hmm. Just kind of developed a little bit with that, which I I remember like one of the weirdest things was when I was a kid. Uh, we went to go. We went to D.C. We were at the Air and Space Museum, so that was that was fun. I was in like the fifth grade. Was it with school? N- no, no, it was no. Just vacation. Okay. okay. Um, 
and we had just gotten like a zoom lens for the for the mm -hmm. camera which again i don't know why i think dad just wanted it i think dad's interest was nature photography uh, that's cool if, which i don't think he ever <laughs> did but um but i took it took it with the zoom lens and i remember like i was down on a knee looking get, getting a good angle and this woman just says are, are you a photographer <laughs> and i remember just looking at her without saying a word of just no <laughs> Don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just holding the camera. It's like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Because, <laughs> I mean, I didn't know what I do. Actually, I think, I think I ended up opening the, the camera back and ruined all those pictures I took. It's amazing, though, how, like, so many people can actually do that and be photographers and not know what they're doing. I'm, so, perhaps... Well, that's the way I operate. I don't know what I'm doing. I just yeah, do it. You just do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I'm not. I'm not. You know, like, I'm not really thinking too much about the focal length. It's just like, is it in focus? Yeah, sure. Yeah, close enough. Most of the time, it is. <laughs> most of the time. Well, you got a lot. Of, I mean, you put a lot of pictures on Facebook, and they all look good. Now, that's that's because you aren't seeing the the uh, thousands of bad ones that are also out there. Because I I'm also I, I I'm, I'm a digital pack rat, and I save every every shot. Every yeah. And, how many hard drives you got full? Uh. Not too many. I keep on getting bigger hard drives and just moving them over. Moving over. Yeah, so, which is not the best for backup protection. But now, do you do any like film, or is this all digital? Uh, most of it's digital. I do 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 a good amount of film. Okay. Um, Where do you develop that? At home. At home. Just built your own dark room and. Well, I mean, I'm not doing any prints. I'm just developing the film. Uh, so I don't, I don't need like a complete darkness other than when I'm transferring the film into a canister. Gotcha. And, uh, you, you take the negatives and digitize them then? Yeah, and then okay. scan them in. And, yeah. Okay. Which, uh, yeah, I was doing a lot of um, doing a lot of color photography, which is uh, a buddy of mine, uh, Grant Robertson, he used to own a camera shop, and actually he's, he, he was a big, big help in my development because he's like, you can buy this camera. You can pay me in installments. Yeah, there <laughs> so, you go. So I could afford like a nice digital camera, and that was my my start. Um, which I think I think I got it. I really wanted to get my girlfriend at the time to to um, she was she was interested in photography and she did a lot of her own. She was really good, but just I thought if I got that, I would help encourage her, and it didn't really. It didn't. Nah. Hmm. So it, she, she was she was going to work on her own own pace, I guess. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, and then started didn't probably didn't help that I was starting to shoot models too, which I'm sure that didn't make her comfortable. But I mean, yeah. you gotta take pictures of people. Yeah, it's and it was like, yeah, hey, this is this is all right. And I think it, it, I also kind of started doing that just to you know uh, make myself more comfortable dealing with people because I don't particularly like people. I I don't I. I don't want anybody to tell me what to do, so I have a problem telling somebody else what to do, and this is that was part of it was just me getting over that and just. That's part of why I'm doing this. Yeah. Yeah, that it's almost the exact same reason, um, not to be so much telling people what to do, but getting just, over talking. Yeah. With other people, and especially like if you're doing it on camera, or you're doing a recording. It's like I am like, oh, is that my voice? Yeah, I'm trying <laughs> like, to forget that that camera's actually there. Yeah. Because I'm also, you know. I don't like having my picture taken. Yes. <laughs> I, under, I mean, I understand. Yeah. Again, and it's funny because, like, we both play instruments, we both play in bands, and you, like, play in front of other people. 
but it's like completely different. We want attention, but we our terms. Yeah. No attention. That's also like being a bass player yeah. or a sound person. It's easy just to like sit in the back would, and, and let everybody else do their thing. It's easier being a bass player than a sound person. Uh, because when you're running sound, a lot of times you're out in the audience and you have to talk to people. Yeah. Um, one of my, one of my favorite experiences running sound was we were running sound or, or doing a gig in Hilton Head. Oh, nice. And uh, they they were the audience was cantankerous. Like we're playing, actually, I think it was during American Girl. This old guy comes up. Was this the snare drum incident? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. This, <laughs> so this this old guy comes up, bangs his hand hand on the stage and says, quit playing that headbanging music. Like, this is the second song in the set. The first song was uh, Summer of 69. Was, the was, second one was American Girl by Tom Betty. Yeah, was he being facetious? No. He joking? He was no, he was angry. And uh, What did he want you to play? Like some Chuck Berry or something? I think they wanted beach music. Ah, well. Which, you know, it's like, you tell the guys who booked us, they didn't... Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, we, we made no bones about it. We, we don't play a lot of beach music. Yeah, well, I mean, and, uh, I guess down there... Was it for like a convention or? No, it was just vacationers. Vacationers. It was a it was a racquetball club, but I remember like this one guy, sit, was sitting at a table, came over and say, "Hey man, we really can't hear the singer's voice." I'm like, okay, which you know I've got it mixed. I've got it about. I'm done mixing really at yeah, this yeah. point. And I was like, well, where are you at? And he's pointed. He's over there. I was like, okay, so I kind of was he behind? Uh... <laughs> well, it was. He was kind. Of, it was. The ballroom opens up and the ceiling is a lot higher and then lowers back down around the edges. He's kind of back to the edge. Okay. So I'm like, okay, well, let me walk over there. I walk over there and, you know, still sounds good and clear. And the guy looked at me and said, hey, man, whatever you did, that was great. And I just looked at him and said, I didn't do a goddamn thing. Uh, did you, now, did you, say, did you say something to that effect? Like, That's exactly what I said. That's exactly what you said. Yeah, because that was definitely a point where I wanted him to know. I think you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I know when I was at the opera house running sound there, you would get like people that would try and do that and be like, "Oh, how's that? How's the, you know doing the the faders that aren't doing anything?" Yeah, and I'd be like, "That's great. That's great." And you're just like, you know. <laughs> yeah, or or or, with, or we're dealing with with viewers where it's like, with, with oh, you know, working in in, in television. Where, <laughs> like, I can't get your signal. There's something messed up with your signal. I'm like, uh, okay, there are 400,000 viewers in. The How come I'm not getting any other phone calls? Yeah. Now, is this when you're working master? Or is this with ETV? Uh, that was with Watch. The uh, good viewers of ETV are yep. much. Uh, that was something I wanted to get to was your time over at Watch doing master control stuff. Yeah. Like, well. How did you get into that? Um, uh, Mike Coleman got a job there. Who was in? We were in uh, the Noise together. Okay. And lived together and worked together. We did everything together. Did everything. Go uh, to the grocery store. Yeah. Movies. S seriously, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, but we. <laughs> He he got a job there, and he actually he moved into the news department, and then uh, they had a, had a position open, and I said, "Can you get me a job there?" Because I was working at like a furniture rental place and doing 
uh, stagehand work on the side. Mm-hmm. So I was not making a lot of money. I understand. And so uh, yeah, he got me. He got me the job there. So I went from making not a lot of money to slightly more than not a lot of money, but you know enough. Yep. It kept me afloat, and the work was great. It was it was a blast. I loved going to work, and uh, I got it was in mash control for know, a year, how long? Two and a half years, and then moved up to engineering. Okay. Then how'd you make the leap from watch to ETV? Oh, uh, table. ETV people, ETV. Yeah. Uh, total table flip. Um, Explain. I, I didn't like my boss anymore. He, he was. He had me on a. I was, he, oh, he was a table. Yeah. Okay. He was a. Uh, uh, was a incompetent. And uh, yeah, he put me on a, a a really crappy schedule for really no reason because I think the guy the the guy that eventually they eventually once they eventually re- re- found my replacement, I think he worked nights for a little bit and then. Put him back on days because he just couldn't like. Put. And what's the schedule like in TV for anyone who doesn't know what that's like? Because uh, I know what that's like. Yeah. <laughs> well, it depends on which department you're working in. Since I was master control, it started off being three shifts, twenty four seven. Like on call, or you? No, that was that was in master control. Engineering, uh, that's twenty four seven on call. Um, in fact, I got. My work phone right here, just just in case. Yep, because um, you know it's uh, you when you gotta go, you gotta go. Yeah, that's true. Especially, I mean, I don't know how ETV is. I know with uh, probably with a lot of the election year stuff, it's like it has to be going. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, and in, in due to FCC regulations, it has to be going. It always has to be going. Yeah. Um, like it. It doesn't seem like it's quite as like dire if you're in black <laughs> uh but then again when we work it's you know and we got to take it down it's it's incredibly necessary yeah. at that point uh, for us to do that like a lot of times it's when we have tower uh tower climbers on the tower if they're around the antenna it's like gotta gotta shut it off because yeah. it will kill them wow yeah i never had to, i mean when I was at WIS, I was just a content specialist. Yeah. And we had other people that did all that. And so, I mean, I just had to work the shifts. Yeah. And there's a lot of hurry up and wait. And then the hurry up is not like a regular hurry up. It's like so fast paced. Yeah. And it, so much pressure. Like, that's the other thing. Like, you know, having people come down, like the GM come down, like for a snow event or something right. like that. Oh, that's... Those were, you know, everybody was, everybody loses their mind. Yeah. And or, I mean, a hurricane, I mean, stuff that the, matters. The floods. The floods. Which I, I got a good flood story, actually. Okay. So. I'm down. Uh, one, since it's, it, it started off on, on Saturday, you know, I didn't, it was raining. I didn't really think too much. We were over at, uh, at a, a bunch of us were over at a friend's house, uh, drinking all night, playing uh, Sega's uh, a Sega Genesis and it's NHL nice. Hockey 93 uh, and then I, that's taking me back yeah. Genesis yeah yeah the, the, the hockey games are so good on uh, I don't even I don't even give a shit about hockey but you know those yeah games. I don't know that we ever played hockey but we definitely had like Mortal Kombat yeah I mean 
that's how far back it is for me. I'm, I mean, I guess 93. We're around the same age. I think I'm a little yeah. older than you. Yeah, I think, I think you're, what, two years older than me? Maybe. So 80? Yeah, 80. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 82. Yeah. That is two. Two. Yeah. Yes, that is two years. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, but I remember waking up that morning uh, around 7, and I was like, all right, I'm going to drive home. So he, he lived in Rosewood. I live not in Rosewood. Yeah. Uh, this is an area in Colombia. Yes. Uh, for, for our international audience. <laughs> I mean, I just don't, you know, just... <laughs> I don't know why perverts are going to be watching this late at night. <laughs> They're like, Alex, Alex, uh, yeah. That guy's bearded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for, for the ones, people just listening to it, they can hear the beard, I guess. It's, it's, got, a, it's got a quality to it. Uh, a distinguished tone in the voice. The timbre is bearded. That, that man sounds bearded. That is a man, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Well, good. <laughs> now that's out. We've got our we've got our bases covered. But um, <laughs> anyway, so I'm trying to get home. Every you know, I, I the the, the uh, intersection of uh, of uh, Rosewood and Garnisher was the first place I came up to. So I was like, yeah, not going that way. So I had to just drive up and down, finding yeah, every little place I could get across. That's where all that footage of like the title max was yep. flooded, Gills Creek. Is yep. that what that is? That's, that's it. Yeah. And uh, I got home. I rested for a few hours and I started getting calls from the station. They're begging uh, myself, actually, Chris Walbaum, uh, who's at WIS now, was working at Watch. And he was a he was my roommate, uh, for a while, and we had to get in. So just hopped back in my truck and just you know still a little hungover, and just our our neighbors told us a way to get downtown. So we got took that way, uh, came in and started working, which we were there for a couple of days. I'm sure. Uh, and of course, while I'm there, the transmitter goes off. My boss, for some reason, can't seem to get out Satan or wherever he was, was living. Was it the... Yeah. I guess. Was that the I'm reason? Sure. <laughs> His boat wasn't ready? No, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, yeah, it's very likely. I think, high, I think Highway 601 was hit pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I had to, so I had to drive out there. Um, you know, come up over the hill right before my turn. And I see there's, you know... Moving water, great. That's washed out. Okay, let me try another way. Go it, go up, uh, back out the way I was, back up the interstate to another exit, back over and back uh, that way. Get a little closer, crest another hill. Right again, right before my turn, that side's washed out. I'm like, okay, well, shit. I got one more way. I don't know. Let me try it. And so I uh, went that way, got on the road drove for a while and then it's completely washed out but it's like looking at it, it's like well it's about six feet I could probably jump that so I parked my car uh, <laughs> kind of give it a good long look like I hope I see this thing again and uh, jump over the washout and start hiking to the transmitter uh, you know when you said jump over in your car I thought no, you meant no, like no, you no. like Dukes of Hazard yeah. there <laughs> 
No. I was like, that's commitment to making sure something's on the air right No, there. I don't give that much of a shit about the radio station. <laughs> I'll walk in the rain, but, or TV station. I'll walk in the rain, but I'm not going to wreck my own car. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. Uh, if I'd have been in a company vehicle, I might have said, screw it. <laughs> I had to make it. It's like yeah. all tattered and... <laughs> but but I, but I did that, and I, I walked for about half a mile in the rain, and then there was some, uh, some, uh, some, we'll call them some folk. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, some folk will never eat a skunk, but then again, some yokel. Mm-hmm. I just gave it away, yokels. Uh, we're out mudding uh-huh. and that, and uh, they were, <laughs> despite me insulting them, they were nice enough to uh, give me a lift, which, yeah, probably no. You should never get in a car with strangers. <laughs> but, you know. But no. that coverage, had to have yeah. that coverage, man. So they gave me a lift down to the transmitter. Uh, they said, you want us to wait around? I was like, nah, you know, usually when this thing's acting up like this, it'll, I'll be here a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go about their way. I walk up, go inside the transmitter building, hit one button, and everything fires back up. I was like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> so, it's like, yes, you should have waited for me. Yeah. So I, I, <laughs> well, that's what I get for calling yokels. So I waited a little bit anyways. Yeah, karma. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I waited a little bit and then was like, okay, all right. Hiked back to my truck a mile and a half, back to it in the rain. And uh, again, trying to get downtown was back downtown in the other direction was a little bit of a. Was that Hurricane Irma? What's that? That caused that? It was like some sort of pressure and a hurricane. Yeah, that like, like combined into combined perfect to... fuck you, South Carolina. Yeah, or at um, least take a bath, South Carolina. Yeah, I, th- I think that was Irma. Probably, if I'm not mistaken. We could we could look it up. I mean, we have the internet. We we could. You got yours in front of me. I don't, I don't trust uh, my memory. You're like I don't trust the internet. Also, I don't really care. Yeah. At this point, um, that was actually the first like. So I had left WIS in uh, 2014 and started working at a law firm, and that was like the first big breaking news. <laughs> Where I was like, oh, I can I can do this. I can help. I know. I was like, I don't have to be anywhere. You know, it's like I just sat here in my house and like looked out the window, like through the blinds, like that's a lot of rain. <laughs> you know, like. Of course, you were in. Were you in Irmo by that point? Yeah, I was here. So yeah, it was just, just we had just moved in. We moved into this house in the spring of 2014, and then you know, yeah. fall of 15, just about over a year. So I think Janice. Jazz lived over over this this way, so I think I was tempted to be like, oh, "Can I? Is it dry at your place? Can I drink your water?" <laughs> yeah, we know. You know, actually, we we didn't have any water issues out here. I do remember that being a thing downtown. Yeah, I. What I, I was gonna say, what I did see though, is I heard they were opening the the dam. Yeah, I did drive over there and see, to see that. And that was pretty wild. Yeah, that had been awesome. Because you're like driving by and like. Even though you're a good like twenty feet from the spillway or whatever, yeah. like you could still see like like coming down yeah. like as you're driving by, you're like ooh, like that's pretty scary. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I remember like driving between the sheriff's department and and back to the station afterwards and seeing like the Chinooks <laughs> fly over downtown, which is like, wow, oh, those things are a lot bigger than I realized. And you're like just seeing them flying off into the sunset, and it was just kind of like this is. I guess there's kind of a romantic notion here. There's a lot of flooding going on. Yeah. Yeah. 
and like it went all the way i mean i think they like didn't they track it for days as it went to the coast it was like here's flooded now and here's flooded now and flooded yeah now. and of course it was all again a lot of it could be blamed on uh, deregulation and just cutting funding to the proper programs and also why you don't let mungo build a, build a development with a dam and let them just say yeah that's fine yeah okay actually it's probably not mungo's fault necessarily but no i think it would be I because mean, i still think there's someone at least with the state that would have to well there's there's so a, there's a, a handful sure. of dam inspectors but right there's also a lot more dams than people realize damn indeed indeed uh so yeah yeah floods that was wild man that was a, a wild time for sure I had never seen anything like that. It was also wet, so it was wet and wild. It's true. Not as fun as wet and wild, though. If you're preferring to, like, um, one of those water slide places I in think Middle I Beach. I had more fun in the floods than wet and wet and wild. It's just, it's just a cesspool of disease. I'm not sure we're thinking about the same wet and wild. In Orlando? Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, okay. No, for some reason I had a, a picture of something in Myrtle Beach, like one of those oh, that's even water slides. I'm sure it's a cesspool of disease, but I'm sure I don't even know if it's there anymore. It's like back no, in the eighties. Probably not. Well, or, or then like in Fort Mill, there was Heritage USA, mm -hmm. which I never went to, which is, is fine. Is it like Frankie? Like what is that? It was uh, let's see, uh, Tammy Faye Baker and Jim Baker's Christian-based water park. Interesting. Or something. It was just. You know, big scam. Their, their scam, water yeah. park. Interesting. It's, uh, it's amazing me. People still haven't put that together. It's like televangelist scam. It's like there's a scam <laughs> here. Preachers shouldn't be making that much money. There's something, something is not happening. Something is not functioning. I don't know. I think since that also, time. Also, there's no God. There's, there's a lot. Well. That's a different podcast. That's not this one. I'm trying to steer away from that and politics, but okay. they're so intertwined with everything around here. Right. I think it's kind of hard. This being like an election year is like yeah. a lot of, it's a very different year. It's a very, it's a wild year. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, for us, a fair amount of ups, ups and downs. Yeah. Yeah. Did you lose any work because of the quarantine? I did. You did? I did, because uh, before, before I was at SETV, I was with Alpha Media. Okay. Uh, so they, they own a few radio stations in town. And, uh, yeah, basically, it, it just dried up real quick because they lost advertisers like that. So they just shut the, basically shut the studios down. Yeah. Um, no other plans to reopen, or it's just like his... I, I got a feeling that they're cheap enough to say well, we don't have to have a building which i think jokes on them because they just signed a lease <laughs> <laughs> like renewed their their lease for another 20 years or something wow on that building but it was the yeah, that's one of those places where i don't get is that etv do you need to go no i think that's uh what is etv but it's nothing i'm worried about so all right cool but um, yeah, so they they don't really seem to care that about so much about like 
FCC regulations or uh, whether or not their transmitter actually works as long as they can make some money off of that's not all they care about um, there's a lot of that yeah because I had um, the big DM was one of mm -hmm. one of my stations and the transmitter just it just it hadn't been taken care of in decades wow uh, like when we when we finally got it back on air we learned we learned there are some pretty fucked up things with with how it was uh, how it was uh, plumbed in to the antenna and it was just like how has this ever been on the air how has this been on the air at a hundred thousand watts now did you have to did you fix that yeah i was part of it again uh, like the most of the work had to be done by tower crew tower crew because okay. we had to replace the antenna which was 1100 feet up in the air mm -hmm. uh we had to replace 1100 feet of of coax line big three inch mm -hmm. Which actually, as I'm learning, is not very big at all for for radio. That probably should have been more like maybe four or six inch line going up there for for how much power we're using. Um, and uh, yeah, but they're back on the air at full full power now, and everything's Good. hunky hunkier, dorier. Thanks to the crew. Yep. Yeah, the unsung heroes, I'm sure. Yeah, I thought it's funny. They ended up bringing in a consultant for it too, and they paid him like something like fifteen grand. And I remember looking at him. It's like you're paying him how much? And have you not noticed that he's he's saying exactly the same thing I've been saying? They need a second opinion. Yeah, <laughs> I guess uh, I don't know. Should take up consulting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> apparently. Um, but, you make know. yourself a business card, Alex Consultant. <laughs> for radio and actually I'm planning on charging you for this interview nice just send the invoice to my accountant all right <laughs> I don't think I have their card but no, it's got it written down on paper plate somewhere yeah yeah I'll uh, I'll write it down for you <laughs> just don't let me forget oh yeah, yeah oh I remember it's in the kiln it's in my ceramics class yeah you don't, uh, you don't make cards on ceramic plates anymore do they even make cards at all? Yeah. If people still do that? You know, I, I think I actually have seen now where they have some that have, instead of words on it, it's just like the just little... barcode. Yeah. Yeah. Doop, and it's like in your phone. Which is probably the correct way to do it. But, you know, I get, I get stacks and stacks of cards, especially during, like, uh, South Carolina Broadcasters events. Mm -hmm. And, you know, usually it's, it's, all, it's our chance to go meet a bunch of salespeople. Mm-hmm. So I'll get a stack of cards like that thick and a swag bag. Of wonderful swag. Yeah. There's actually been some good things in there, like USB lights and and uh, if you ever I don't I, I haven't bought any um, thumb drives in forever because I get like a dozen of them a year. Hmm. I mean they're only like two gigs, but still. In two thousand that was pretty impressive. I don't remember when that used to seem so Yeah. Like, like I remember the the computer I got for college was like a Hewlett Packard, and it had and it had eight gigs of RAM. Yeah. Or not RAM. Or memory. Hard drive space. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I I got a. Uh, <laughs> and that was a lot. I got a CompUSA custom built. That was that was my, that was my graduation present. It was it was a computer. Mm -hmm. and that's what I took to college, and I used it up until. 
think through college. Yep, I played a lot of StarCraft. Yeah. And Warcraft with uh, Tony Chang. Oh man, I remember. I remember. It didn't. Yeah, Gillian dated him, right? No. Did she? She might have. I don't know. I don't know. I could again. I could call her. Hey, did you date Tony <laughs> Chang? No, I never. She dated Samir. Yeah. I don't know. If she dated. I remember Samir. Yeah. I don't. Maybe. It's kind of ringing a bell now. The more I think of it, but, to, I, but I could be Duke? making that up. Samir went to Duke, I think. Somebody else went to Duke. No, I don't know. That's right. I keep forgetting Gillian's your your big sister. Yep. How's she doing? She's doing well. She's uh, like still in. She was in DC. Mm -hmm. Still in DC. Yep. She's uh, she's still in Northern Virginia. Uh, she's got uh, two daughters. <sighs> wow. Now they're uh, well, they're young. I don't know. If I'm, I'm not sure how old they are now. Not not at all. Not old enough to go to school yet. Yeah, I haven't seen her since college, so she still looks the same. The exact, you know what I mean? Still looks the exact same in my head. So she still looks basically the same. Uh, she 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 got the uh, the uh, the good genes that a lot of the women in my family seem to have, which is they don't age until much older. Of course, they also don't smoke. Or they probably may have something to do with it. Drink to excess or, you know, allow anything to really stress them out. That's got to be nice. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's my real gift is I just, I'm not stressed. That's good. I don't know that I have stress, but I definitely have some anxieties from time to time. Yeah, some anxieties, but mostly it's uh, my... my Cool, no stress life. Just says, don't deal with them. Okay. <laughs> it's like, is a house on fire? No, well, that's yeah. fine. I don't know that I deal with them either, but I don't know if it's because of a new, a cool, no stress life. I might have to look into that. A, a, a good amount of apathy and just in general, I don't care uh, attitude has it's really benefited me more than it's hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, it's like don't be don't work hard in school. It'll work out. Somebody will loan you some money. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now I think I've always I don't know that I've always been anxiety written about school or stuff like that. But it's just certain things. I don't know. I guess I had a, I guess I had a little anxiety about school. But yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think at the the music school days it was definitely definitely the piano class. Dr. Price's piano class yeah. is like the cause of my anxiety. It's like I'm used to doing this. <laughs> Wait, I got to do the same thing. Yeah. What? <laughs> I, you know, and I, I don't really remember anything from from, from school music. I remember a Kong Farben um, melody, uh, which is uh, when a uh, basically it's like one tone is passed between instruments, and that that's your one source of any kind of melodic drives. So I, I really dug the 20th century uh, music because I think I think I kind of had the opposite effect of a lot of music students where I walked in with it. It's like this is my definition of music. This is music. This is this is what music is. Mm -hmm. And by the time I was done, I was like, nah, everything's music. Yeah. Um, I think I just walked into that hoping to, just to be good enough yeah <laughs> it's like, 
and it seemed like every year it was like, are you, are you good enough? Are you good enough? And then I started getting an interest in audio engineering. And between being defeated by the piano class and yeah. the love of audio, I switched majors. Oh, Je- Je- Jeff Francis's class, man. Those yeah. Were, those were it, man. That was... I was I was very fortunate to be in that class because it was really just for music school students, and I had already changed out. Like, yeah. It was like I left, and then almost immediately he like started. But I think like it, that was the idea. But I guess there, I think the priority was going to be given to music students. But but you know, like Mills, who mm-hmm. one of my closest friends, who I met there in that class. Yeah. How's uh, he doing? Yeah, he's doing he's doing well. He's uh, still still an electrical engineer and smart. Yeah. Smart guy. And uh, yeah, because he was ele- he was in electrical engineering. I think mm-hmm. like Peter Berg and was it Matthäus was the he was like the Polish guy. It was a Peter Bentz. Peter Bentz. Yeah. Peter Berg. That's the, that's the guy from Office Space. <laughs> yeah, Peter Bentz. I remember him. Which I think he he did all, I know at some point he's worked for Google. That's cool. I but, I lost touch. Him and him and Mills uh, were roommates. Okay. For a while, and I, yeah, I don't know what happened to Mateos, and uh, there's that Brian Gibson guy. I don't think he did anything. <laughs> you know, I haven't talked to Brian in a long time. Like, um, all the stuff that he's done. Like, I know he's done stuff with Chris Cornell. Yeah. Like, even all the I nine stuff was like, I I talked to him a little bit in I nine, but. I hadn't really talked to him since college. It was that was very odd watching the Rick Beato and he started talking about I nine and I was like, hey, I know some of those people. Yeah. Yep. You know, like all those people probably because most of them were in encaustic. Yeah. And then. When, well, like I said, I really out of encaustic, I only knew you and you, Brian and uh, Carmen. You didn't go. You probably know Billy. Or say say, say John. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was at the music school. Yeah, I think I remember him. Tall, like that's what I remember. Yeah, right? yeah, percussion. Sure. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just uh, uh, it was. I remember like again, no offense to the guys from my nine, but Rick Beato was really hyping them up, and it was just like eh, <laughs> they're good. They they are good. They're good. Yeah. I mean, it's but you know, to me, it's kind of like. It's well, like they're they're the Columbia Orangeburg version of Dream Theater, where like some of the best musicians you've ever heard in your life came together to make the most boring music. It's for the I Nine record. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think they. I, mean, I think that's what they're not that they were trying to make boring music, but they were trying to make just like music that would sell for sure. You know what I mean? And I think they did. Got even even got to do like a movie movie soundtrack. They, a movie yeah, because like they, I think. They really got on with uh, Cameron Crowe. Yeah, that's what it, I think that was like. And it was uh, Elizabethtown. I remember that. And, you know, it's again, yeah. it's like something where you see that. And it's like, oh, man, that's great. I hope, I hope they succeed. And then, psh, gone. Well, Dashed. Yeah. I don't really know. Like I said, There's, in fact, out of all those guys that were in that band, I-9, the person I've stayed in contact with the most, and, that's, and this is probably in the last two years, is like Matt Heath. And he was the guitar player of Encaustic. Okay. I think yeah. The other guy. It was because it was basically to me, it was like Brian. I think Brian had one. Yeah, so there's Brian Gibson and Brian Whitman. Okay. And then they, both those guys play guitar and Matt play bass. Who wrote children's sculptures? Billy. Billy? Yeah, okay. that's Encaustic. That's yeah, yeah, I know, I know. 
that was yeah. I was gonna say, that one was actually I thought was pretty solid. Yeah, that's one of my. It's the hidden track on the CD, and then um, I think if I remember that correctly. No, I think it's I think it's on. I think it's on the main. Track. No, yes, no, you're right. And um, yeah, I remember being really impressed with that one. No, that he wrote the hidden track too, and it's like piano and vocals. I don't even remember the hidden track. Yeah, I do. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you do. I'm sure there's like noise tracks I can't remember. Ah, dude, the noise. You guys are so good. Huh. Like, I remember when you guys, like, um, what was the name of the song? Um, yes, that one. We'll burn that bridge when we get there. It's like one of the lyrics. Oh, uh, I think that was my line. Uh, or maybe it wasn't. That, that, uh, odd Man Out. Odd Man Out. I remember, like, after we graduated school. I heard that and I was like, oh my God, like they have figured out, like when it comes to like recording and stuff like that, like I always feel like I'm always trying to make something sound real. Yeah. And it may sound real to everyone else, but like it doesn't sound real to me. You know yeah. that, you know that I don't, exactly. but, like I heard that record, I heard that song and I was like, these guys have made something like this sounds real. And like all that was recorded in my bedroom in Olympia. With an inbox, right? Yep. Yeah. Like I remember when you told me that, I was like, dude, that is... That was a really good song. That, it was, it that, was, that was one. That was yeah. That was just Justin Purdy's song, and uh, it seemed like he didn't. He, he you know he got he, Justin's is is an incredible creative force, and he can just crank out songs. In fact, all during this pandemic, he's recorded about a dozen songs. Cool. But now, now is our, he in Candy Coffins? Yes, actually, he is. Now. Yeah, that's awesome. So <laughs> I can't do anything without him. Basically, <laughs> you know what? It's cool. I'm gonna ride his coattails right to his grave. Yeah, you just like go ahead and dig that plot there for me and yeah. just hop in. <laughs> no, that's that's really good though to have someone like that. Yeah, that's that does all the like, work. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like it's like who I, does I, all the work. I walk and, over there and he's got like a whole new song. It's hey man, you put a bass on it, and I was like. Sure, I'll hold the bass for a second. I do two 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 takes. And I was like, you know this song already. Play it. Yeah. You play the bass. It's good. I'll be here for hours. You'll be here in like for three minutes. Three minutes. Yeah, I mean, just but just to have a friend like that. Yeah. is like awesome. You know, someone that can bounce stuff off of. That's probably what I miss most about like the encaustic stuff. Is, yeah. You know, just. There was like summers where I lived on Brian Gibson's floor at his house. Yes. Yeah. Camped out next to his radio, like learning songs. We, I mean, at one point, almost all of us lived together. Mm-hmm. Because uh, there was um, five members of the band. There was there was Justin Purdy, Mills Estes, uh, Michael Coleman, Jonathan Crudfield, and myself. And uh, everybody but Crud lived, lived in one house. <laughs> uh, Justin was so ready to to be back up here because he's he was living in Myrtle Beach mm-hmm. um, he moved into the Olympia house which is where like uh, oh, I remember the Olympia house oh Jesus <laughs> uh, in fact I think the last time I was there there was like some sort of fire in the upstairs like, yeah, there was like some uh, there was definitely fires a lot but not usually not in the house uh, <clears throat> um, I don't know but uh he uh he moved from, yeah, he was living in, in Myrtle Beach for a little while. Man, was he in Charleston at this point? I think he's, I don't know. Okay. Either ways, um, he was fed up. He worked in restaurants forever, and he just, he was fed up, and he was like, all right, I, fuck it, I'm just going to quit, 
and I'm going to move to Columbia. So I went and got him, moved him to our house, which was a four bedroom with seven people living in it. Nice. He was living in a tent in an upstairs hallway. Uh, there's two couch surfers too, like in the living room. So there's just people everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two bathrooms, and one bathroom the shower worked, and the other one the toilet worked. No, no central heat or air. This this was before they renovated that building. Oh yeah, in Olympia, right? Yeah, so that like was still going on. Still so a haunted house was, vibe over there. It was still still <laughs> the the Olympia where you could get stabbed in the daylight. <laughs> in the daylight, yeah. Every morning you were woken up at like six a.m. by the uh, dump trucks going to the quarry. Everything was covered in dust. <laughs> and in our backyard was a train crossing. Yes. <laughs> The more I describe it, it's just like, it's the worst possible place to live. You ever, you ever look back in those days and you're like, how did I live like that? Well, I just think I kind of wanted to live like that. I wanted to live like, you know. In, vagabond. In, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, too, I guess this is the, the thing is, you know, middle class upbringing meant that I had a cushion, you know, I had a cushion, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for, so it was, it was advanced camping <laughs> on some <laughs> level, you know, it's like it. Because I, you, you know, and that's, I think a lot of college kids go through that where it's like, I get to rough it. Yeah. You know, I and then, I mean, hell, there's people that have to live like that. And, you know, that's, I think it's something to, to, to keep in perspective. Yeah. So that's... my little fun little romp through. Yeah, that happened to me after college when I did that. Like, I went out to Santa Fe and, like, lived up until from, like, I don't know, not May, but definitely early June to like October in a tent, like on a mountain. Oh, that's... Like it was really cool, but like all my base stuff was there. Yeah. In the tent. There was like two tents and one of them. I remember you coming by the house one time, and I think you were... I can't remember. I think Encaustic was still together, or they just split up because you you had the van. And it seemed like you had a mattress in the van. Maybe. Was it the gray, gray van? I can't remember. It was gray or burgundy. I can't remember which. It was gray. I never had a burgundy. Okay. Well, then it was yeah, a gray that was probably that was probably after encaustic. It was probably when I was working, going back and forth to Newberry. I think you had the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, I still so, had the trailer. Because the trailer, for some reason, was at the house, or or you were telling me about it because maybe it had been in, in an accident. Uh, it depends. It wasn't an accident. There was a point when uh, I was playing with Jeff Lucero. And he, he's like, I've um, seen him on Facebook. Yeah, he, he was in a, he had a band name dropper and he just had a, a CD release. And he's, um, but I was playing with him and name dropper and we went and played at this fair and he was like backing up the van and it like jackknifed the trailer oh. and it ruined broke. my, like broke my bumper. Like my bumper like fell off. <laughs> I think, I think that just happened. I think that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, that's probably so. That was that after. Bu- I think your bumper was probably in there too, in the probably, van. Yeah, and so that was probably. But I was working in Newberry then too. Well, I'm trying to remember what you came by for something like to borrow some equipment, or I was borrowing something from you. I have no idea. Oh, I think I think whenever what I remember of coming by because I don't remember the trailer or the van. You had a roommate that was playing like a new Star Wars game. Rob, and that Jesus, thing, Rob, and that game looked so awesome. Yeah, and. <laughs> And that's that's all he did. Like he he had a job, a decent a decent job in a law firm, mm-hmm. and he just stopped going. He just wanted to stay and play that game. 
That did look cool. Yeah. So that was, was, I was I was really like really impressed because like I hadn't played video games. Well, he bought me a copy so that I play with him. Nice. So I played a little bit of it, which I mean it's it's like Star Wars EverQuest. I I can I only I got a certain ceiling for how far I want to play those, and I'm just like I'm bored. Yeah, I haven't played video games like that. I mean StarCraft in college is probably the last thing. I invested any sort of time yeah. like that in, and after that, it's like I could either do that or practice, or do that or like learn this thing that I have to learn. Right. So, uh, no, I kept playing games. I enjoyed them. My son plays. He's he's the gamer now, so I know about games, but only because of him. You know, and his dad. Can I have this? Can I get this game? Can I play that? When will I be old enough to play this? His... <laughs> I. Like my, my kids are just they're starting out they've gotten into Roblox or mm-hmm. or, something, or whatever that's called and that's that's been about it which I have to explain to my daughter it's like yeah this was free isn't it yeah <laughs> yeah okay you understand that this is this this game is about mining your information every little thing that they can learn about you they are so they can sell you things yeah enjoy your game. <laughs> Me, just a crash course in reality there. Let me, let me uninstall all these, all these, uh, the spyware that just got downloaded. <laughs> so. That's like the ever, the ever battle of the parent these days. It's like my son gaming on his headset. Like I'm just not like, so much worried about physically protecting my child because they're pretty safe. Yeah. It's protecting their information. Protecting their information, but also protecting them from like, <clears throat> All the strangers like saying the meanest things. Yeah. While you play the game, like that's. But, you know, I think I think they play with just just with their friends, so they haven't yeah. they haven't encountered that yet. But I'm but waiting for like somebody the, said something really mean and nasty to me. It's like, yeah, it's called an asshole. They're out there. Yeah, they're out there. Um, just don't you don't be an asshole. Yeah. So don't as the the saying goes, don't feed the trolls. Yeah. Which there's so many. I think it's. I, th- I think eventually, that will calm down. I hope, especially as you know, more and more of your actual information is associated with everything you do. Then it's like say with a lot of these uh, white supremacists that yeah, are out there that's... online, and then people find out who they are, where they are, where they work, and then let everybody know. Yeah, I think that's a great curtail. Yeah, if I know a couple people, they do that with that, but they also do it with like a. A couple of girls that like do that with dudes that like oh they go with a catfishing yeah or like or send like i guess you know dudes like send them all this harassing stuff and it's just like copy post yeah <laughs> it's like here's a married guy here you know here's actual social justice yeah which is a whole another topic yeah well i think i still think a lot of these the, these social justice warriors aren't real and they're like Accounts just basically made to stir up, stir up the muck. I think there's, yeah, I would have to agree. Um, I mean, there's, I mean, it's fact. That there's like areas in Russia that make millions of dollars. Yeah, just doing, just doing that thing. That's like not me. That's not like a conspiracy theory. Yeah, that's, that's like, fact. yeah, that's <laughs> which you know, and it's and it's like they'll basically take people who are well intending, mm-hmm. uh, I think, and just get them hyped up to the point that they're no longer relatable to anybody and nobody wants to listen to them so it's like okay 
Yeah, it's but it's shocking though because sometimes like if if I don't know like if someone leaves a comment or someone does something or yeah. sends a friend request and I don't know them, like I just assume that it's like a bot, right? Or, or whatever you yeah. call that, a robot or which almost or a fake account. Yeah, and what's and so I'm never really shocked when I see like the most terrible thing said by someone I don't know because I just assume it's not a real person. Right. It's always the people you do know that say the stuff. And you're like, well, what? I do have a friend who is an actual <laughs> troll. Like this is what he gets online to do. But it's, you know, I, the the psychology of why he's doing it, I'm not entirely sure. But uh, he actually usually does make really very very sharp, quick jab point mm -hmm. on things. But uh, he's ultimately on a lot of stuff. He's right. It's just he isn't doing it with with a lot of tact. And uh, not, yeah, not graceful, but it's like, well, he's got a point. Also, yeah, he's an asshole, so. And he's okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you can say whatever you want to to him. It's not going to change his mind. He's going to go off and, you know, have a great day. It's like, in fact, you getting upset makes him feel very accomplished. And uh, his goal, his goal is to make you upset. Yeah. It's like, why are you giving in to that? You know, I don't understand why arguments have, online have to come up. It's like, I usually, it's like, I've, I've said what I need to say. I know I'm right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that I've gotten in like a lot of arguments. There, there are like a few people. That, I feel like there's always a few people that always comment on every single thing that I post. Yeah. And it's just like, do you guys not know anyone else? <laughs> you know what I mean? That, and I've all, and I, I think I know who you're talking about. I've almost gotten in. I think I've, I think you got to the point where I've typed the message out and was like, I don't want to get involved. Yeah, it's just, I don't. Want oh, to get and involved. then it, yeah, because then it ends up being like on my Facebook, but it's not me. It's like two. Like I may. It's like the first part of the thread is like, yeah, I'm involved. And after a point, it's like if I got to go do something else, it's like I come back and it's like still going. I'm like, why are y'all doing this on my thread? Yeah. Like, like just DM each other and get a room. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I'm not involved in this anymore. Which, by the way, that is that is the best song in the past ten years, I think. What song is that? Truth hurts, Lizzo. Uh, I don't know that I know that. I've, I'm familiar with Lizzo, but I don't know that I. I'm not good with song names. Why man great till he gotta be great? No, I don't recognize it. Oh, I'm a hundred percent that bitch. Yeah, I got boy problems. That's the human in me. But then I, I don't know, some of the people with a mess of goddess in me. I can't remember how the song is. Most of the new music, pop music that I know is through my daughter. I I picked up a lot in the or two years or however long I was at at Alpha because we had a pop station. Oh, gotcha. That would be 93.5 WARQ. Oh, get the radio voice. Yeah. Have you done any of that? No. No? No, I don't. I don't like. I, I remember, despite me coming here specifically to talk for like a, an hour or six, I don't like to talk all that much. Well, we've talked a lot. Yeah, this, I actually, I didn't. It has been over an hour. Has it? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um, Almost. It's too. I know when I was at WIS, the reason why I was asking if you'd done anything was at WIS. I didn't do any voiceover work, but if they had like a sales department had a client that like had to have a commercial that was like we need someone who's ethnic ish looking they're like come here <laughs> i 
And so I ended up being in like, I don't know, maybe two or three commercials just because like one was like holding the phone and acting like you're talking, like that kind of stuff. Like I, you know, <laughs> I did one promo when I first started. I did, I think it's when they get most people is when they start and they're enthusiastic. <laughs> but I did one promo uh, for some, some content. Actually, I, people like Shiggy were in it. I think Chris, this is when Kristen Morris was was working there so she got a bunch of Columbia folk that were floating around involved but I remember like the uh, I was playing part of a couple and I remember like what I think we did we did a shot at the shiv mart where where it's like I had to tell I was like you'll never guess what I heard on the radio and I was like and I remember like, why am I talking about something why is the radio talking about us giving away TVs <laughs> and I kept on I would I'm I'm bad, and I'm I do a lot of ad libs, and yeah, which I shouldn't be doing because I remember one of them was like, "You'll never guess what I did to your mother last night." <laughs> <laughs> I think I heard that, that. I heard later on that 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 girl's mother had died or something oh, like recently. <laughs> so it's like, oh, oh well. It's like I didn't know it at the time. Yeah, you weren't talking to her. You were talking yeah. to her character. Yeah, which, her the character's mother. Yeah, which we wouldn't even use that take, so that... <laughs> so it's a moot point at this yeah. point. <laughs> That's funny. No, I never had to talk. It was just like holding things and like, it'd be like, 1-800-da-da-da-da. It didn't have to like put you in a like, turban or anything. You say, yeah, <laughs> it's like, no, no, okay. but I, I feel like that is kind of what they were... It's like, we need, at, it was like... Yeah, it's like we need to appeal to anyone that remotely has olive skin and dark hair. So, where's like where's Alan? Where is he? Oh, come here, come here. They just stand. Did they, they do makeup to to no. make, make your skin darker? So okay, no. it wasn't quite that bad, but no, it was definitely it's like bad enough. It was like definitely like, you know, are you cool with being like portrayed as being more ethnic? <laughs> and like you see it on the the TV, and it's like you're yeah. you just you're just a dude. No one says ethnic dude or anything. Yeah. And well, like, <laughs> it, 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 it's sad that you, you kind of got to think that way. <laughs> you you, you got to break it, break things down in, in, in such a manner. And it's like, I don't, it's like, no. It's like people's, people's ethnicity is, is not a marketable value. Just, oh. well, <laughs> okay, okay, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. I mean, but I think people's. It's like, how about you just. Like you Be know, more diverse in your hiring, assholes. That's not. That's <laughs> or, not even that. Like, or not even bother. Just don't even cons- concern. I mean, that's well. That's how race is such an interesting issue, like yeah. in America, because it's it doesn't. It's almost like it doesn't matter what you are. It's just what you look like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I went to. I took my kids to Florida. Like my family went down to Florida, and we were at Disney World, and I was waiting. My son was like probably like five, six, you know, yeah. like little. And so I was standing with him and we were waiting in line and the person who like opens the gate and lets you on the ride was like a, an older Hispanic guy. And without missing a beat to explain how to get on a ride, he starts speaking in Spanish. Because he just, I think out of the corner of his eye, he saw all his, like darker skin and dark yeah. hair, brown eyes, like black beard. You yeah. Know? And and so I like, I patiently, I'm trying to be polite and he like does this spill for like a minute and then I was like I'm sorry but I don't speak Spanish like 
You like actually, it? Actually, <laughs> actually, what you should have is just looked at him and go, okay? <laughs> the old family guy. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, that's just like, I, I, I'm sorry. Like, can you <clears throat> tell me that in English? Like, it, it, You feel a little bad because, uh, too, this guy, you know, you, you're, this guy thought he may have had a, 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 you know, some kind of familial connection. Not familial, but, you know, familiar. Familiar, yeah. That's, familiar. that's what I meant to say. Um, and, you know, he, he did something that he thought was going to be. Yeah. You know, it's that unappreciative gift that, that you get. And you're like, you mean so well. And just, it doesn't work. I don't know what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> That's happened to me a few times in my life. So that was, it wasn't anything new. Of course, I think I think in that situation, I'd be I mean, personally, I'd just, I'd feel embarrassed for not knowing the language because I feel <laughs> like I should, you know, there's enough enough Spanish speakers around me that I should learn. I should take, you know, I they're learning English. I need to learn Spanish. Because I I would agree with I that. Meet them halfway. There's yeah, there's especially when I was out in Santa Fe. I mean, it's like New Mexico has like a bilingual constitute like state constitution yeah like it's it's everywhere and like i think bill richardson was one of the first presidential candidates to uh to have like a his he made his announcement in english and spanish mm -hmm. i remember that and uh but yeah so it's like everything's you get really used to, to the fact that everything is like named something spanish or there's like yeah. a, a local i'm gonna mess this word up cuisine no colloquialism colloquialism there yeah. you go that's like half spanish or you know what i mean yeah and so you you pick up those things um so i yeah i, I think america is shamefully monolingual i think over time that'll change and yeah i think it'll it'll enrich the country yeah i mean both my in spanish like their whole elementary I don't think they're taking it right now, but like it was because they're both in middle school. I think they both, yeah, but I think uh, at least my daughter had a few years of Spanish, and mm -hmm. Mark had a, a little bit of Spanish. I think he can do like numbers and colors. Yeah. Um, my wife, my wife speaks, uh, which helps. And you know, Justin uh, Purdy, he's uh, he's fluent. Actually, he's a he, he kind of surprised us because he just. He decided he was going to become a teacher. It's like, what are, you, what are you going to teach Spanish? I'm like, oh, I didn't even know you spoke Spanish. Yeah, that's <laughs> cool, though. Yeah, but, yeah. I definitely think, like, bilingual, I mean, the, the opportunities. Yeah. Like, it opens up, I think it would open up so many doors. Well, of it's, course, I, I decided, I decided in school I was going to be different, and I took German, so. Yeah, I think I remember that you used to have a thing for the old German language. Just, yeah, well, I still do. I still say, like, like, I use Danka a lot. And, yeah. And I usually when I'm counting somebody off to lift something that's signs fight dry. Because I think German is the best language to use when yelling somebody to do something. <laughs> <laughs> it does seem as if to have a direct Yeah. You know, get and, the job done. It, and it doesn't help that I uh, you know I've got friends who are involved with beer killer and just a general like love of German beer. In fact they've now gone over to Germany several times. Nice. Uh for that, so I get it, it kind of worked its way back out, you know, just I've, in um, 2005, I went and played with a band over in Berlin oh. and um, I was there for four days and 
the thing that really one of the coolest things and you might appreciate this that I remember seeing is being on a train and looking down and seeing the Sennheiser store like a radio shack it was like Sennheiser yeah. you're like what uh-huh. like let me off stop the train <laughs> this is my stuff yeah see I'm looking oh man so I'm I, I, I've been slowly trying to re, trying to you know gather goodies again after you know quitting my job my credit kind of went to hell so mm-hmm. my way of rebuilding is like I'll, I'm basically buying you know one nice thing on an on on installments and that's um, which I you know it's like hey, it's just necessary and fun yeah uh, but um, I think the next batch of purchases are gonna be some AKG like two fourteens, not the four fourteens, but two fourteens. Okay. Um, they're like the four fourteens, but they're just uh cardioid pattern and they're not they're not horrible. What do you want to use them for? Overheads and vocals. And that was because the, the we ended up at with candy coffins when we did did the E P um we which first thing we tried on the vocals was a Norman U eighty seven. Mm. Actually, it might have been a 47. Either way, one of those one of those mics that I've always wanted to get to use, mm-hmm. uh, but I've never had the money. To... Yeah. Did you take some pictures of it? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we tried them, and and just uh, James' voice was real boxy on it. It did not sound good. Um, were you, were you like, no? Yeah, it's just no. kind of like, no, make this work. That's the mic. Yeah. You're an engineer. You're a professional. Fix it. It's like I am, and he gets a different mic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he got on AKG four fourteens, uh, which I see a lot in overheads. But you use them for for uh, for vocals. But that just that had like the cut and the edge. It was like that's a mic, and I did my vocals on that one too. And I was like, you did I, vocals? I didn't know you sang. Yeah, I did background. I, I knew you played bass and keys and. Oh. You didn't know I sang? No. I sang, you know, a quarter of the songs for the noise. I was unaware. Yeah. Did you sing on Odd Man Out? Uh, yeah, background. It's cool. There's a little weird, that yeah. weird stuff. Yeah. It's very, um... Go ahead and say it. Queens of the Stone Age. Queens yeah. of the Stone Age. Yes. But it was, But it was so cool. I mean, I, I just remember how that felt when I first heard that song. <laughs> I mean, I've already, we've already talked about it, but I was yeah. just like, what? Like this... It sounds so cool. And, you know, because we started off basically Mills Mills and me in the uh, school music recording studio. And we would... That's where Encaustic cut that record. Yeah. Like, it's so good. Like, I got that, all the stuff that Jeff has. I'll throw a Mackie board. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been there in so long. I wonder if he's still... He, it's it's something else. It's like a Tascam board. I, he had, like, some kind of, like... He was putting on some forums, and I went to those... I think I actually went to one of those yeah. a few years ago. And I think he's I think he stopped doing them because we kept showing up. <laughs> like it, it'd be his current class and then us. Well, I mean, he said it was open to everybody. Yeah. But he, I think he was counting on the fact that like everyone was at work and couldn't come because like during the day. Yeah. Oh no, I took I, no, I took a late lunch to go go yeah. to him. Um. Jeff Jeff Francis, man, he's a bass player too. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that's that's as I as I learned. Through recording and, and and music, it's like well, it's because we're control freaks. <laughs> you know, I don't know that it's because you're. No, I don't. I don't feel like I'm a control freak. Yeah, you're, you're, you might be a low key control freak. Low low key. I, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's. But it's it's just. I think it also with bass players like you just end up. 
I don't know. Like you just end up knowing how to do all, all the stuff. Well, you got nothing else except for to play the root. <laughs> hey, man, I take playing the root very seriously. <clears throat> well, you know, that, on, on that on that note, it's, oh fuck, these things are just gonna keep going. I'll get to my penultimate point at some point. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you have one because I'm I'm just kind of along oh, for the ride. Well, shit, I don't want it. It's because you're a bass player. <laughs> See, I'm not. I'm low key. I'm yeah. just... <laughs> Other people just call it passionless. Passion. <laughs> I mean, you know, but, um, I, I, it's not. To, I mean, I still want to live every day, so it's not that. You know, I'm not down to that. Well, I mean, so do potatoes, but <laughs> do they though? I don't know. <laughs> do I mean, they, they they keep growing even after you pull them out of the ground. That's true. It's very true. But I don't think it's. I think it's because they're potatoes. And they don't know what else to do. Them, so are you saying fried. that I'm part potato? Uh, and maybe in a vegetative <laughs> state. He's full of starches. Yeah. <laughs> I can't have Alec. It's right in my thighs. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, by the way, for people listening to this, he's sitting on my lap. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's uncomfortable. I mean, not for me. No, well, I mean, I've lost a good bit of weight. Though, yeah, so but you haven't lost of, that much weight, have you? It's kind of bony. Uh, well, uh, you're bony. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, not my keys. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst copy ever. Just two guys making innuendos. <laughs> increasingly uncomfortable with themselves. <laughs> Just turn it off. Turn it mm. off. No, turn it on. Fast forward. <laughs> fast forward. Fast forward. <laughs> what the fuck was I talking about? <laughs> all, the, all the potato and musical drink. Uh, uh, playing with candy coffins. It's... The songs aren't... The songs aren't like what I'm used to playing. Because I'm used to playing like... Here's some empty space. Fill it up. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. So it's like, I heard it. I could do a fill right here. I could do this right here. Um, <laughs> and I was doing that at first. And and uh, uh, Jame and uh, Jame Lathern, the lead singer and the lead songwriter, and and uh, and uh, Tom Allawine, who's the lead guitar player, kind of go to me. He's like, Can you maybe calm that down. Mm -hmm. Maybe simpler. You know, here's you know, here's a list of. Uh, of British New Wave songs. Listen to these. This is what we're trying to get from, get from that. And you know, I mean, it, again, coming coming to a band new, and you're being told we don't like what you're doing, <laughs> you know, or you're yeah, it you know, doesn't fit. It was it was very, it was different, and it, it you know, it's one of the this is it's fucking fine. That's that's what it's supposed to be there. I'm I'm playing off what the drummer's giving me. Yeah, and uh, just um. Kind of just checking your own ego and be like, no, this is this is their song. This is what they want. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's it, man. So so I just sat down and I was I was like, all right, I'm gonna play this, you know, this boring ass line. Great, but the song sounds great at the end. Right. Yeah. That's that's ultimately what I learned. But but what I'm also picking up from that is like, I I feel like I've become a way better musician already. Mm -hmm. Like just within like I've been I've been playing with them for just over a year, but you know it's making me sit there and, and really think about the fundamentals that I haven't 
ever really bother to think about. Yeah, that root that root note is your friend. <laughs> yeah, or you know, like the songs that that would start off where he's he's not he's playing like a second. Or it starts off like on a second, not the not the root. And it was like this is weird, but as it progresses, it it makes sense. I think the best example is on the EP, uh, the song again, because mm-hmm. that was one where I was really just moving up and down. And they're like, nah. Yeah, and I I kind of I wasn't happy with the song until I finally heard that mix, or you know heard it in its full, and I was like, and literally sitting there in the in the control room, be like. Oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I get it now. All right, I'm just going to shut up and do what he says. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's, I think, something everybody goes through. I remember years ago, back to being out in Santa Fe, the guy that I went to Germany and played with, I met him in Santa Fe, and his name is Lewin. And I was, like, new to Santa Fe, and there's a, a, a music store there called The Candy Man, and I would go in there and like put up my little thing like with my phone number and you like pull, you know pull the phone number off the little yeah. little tabs. And I was in there playing one day and he walked in. I remember he like poked his head around. He was like looking at the the board with all the info on it. And he was like watching me play. And I was probably doing some Victor Wooten song. And he looked back and he did this again. And he like did the number. He's like, Hey, is this you? And I was like, Yeah. And so we started playing together. And I remember one time I was, he was like, you know, in a situation where he was like the songwriter and he was looking for bass parts and, and I was like doing the stuff, like all this harmonics and, you know, <laughs> trying to do all these things. And he was like, you know, he's like, I'm playing the guitar and I'm actually playing all these same notes in the same register on the guitar. He's like, why don't you let me play those notes and you play like just the root note. <laughs> and that was like, it was... It was like something that like you had heard. I don't know. I had heard it yeah. before, but like when he said it, it was just like, oh, I don't have to work as hard. <laughs> and like I never did that. Like ever since then, it's just been like, you know what? It's like I don't have to do. It. Yeah, I, I don't have to work that hard. It's like I don't. It, there's there's a overriding philosophy I've 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 found and I've kind of stuck with thanks to Futurama. Mm. There's mm-hmm. a line in there where it's like, if you do things right, people won't know you did anything at all. Yep, that's and, uh, that's exactly right. I, I, yeah, it's like if you're aware there's a bass player, mm-hmm. you probably fucked up. <laughs> that's, I mean, yeah. that was the attitude I had for the when I was running sound in Newberry. Like yeah. If the only time people look back at you is when you're messing up. Right. And like, there's nothing worse <laughs> than <laughs> that. Then, then, like having, I mean, like 400 people. I mean, it's only 420. Yeah. You know, seat thing, but it's it's so compact. But if you're messing up, it's like they slowly start to turn their head. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah, and that, that, it's oh, they all know I'm here now. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like the best gig you can have is one where it's like everyone comes, they clap for the artist, they love it, yeah, and they leave. Because yeah, I mean, you got to be <laughs> as transparent as possible. Yeah, that was ghost-like. Good, and it's kind of the same deal with bass. Yeah, you know, like. Which I mean, there's there's points of rec- you know for recognition like you and you and Brian Mahalan were like the guys. Dude, Brian, I, I ran into him. 
I would say right when my kids were born, I was eating at a Cracker Barrel, and his he was on tour, and I forgot who it was with. They just happened to be at this Cracker Barrel. Last I read, he was at North Texas. He's, yeah, and he had already moved to North Texas. We had come back. I can't remember the guitar player's name. It was like Clay something. And um, but now Brian, he was the guy. I just happened yeah. to like stand near him sometimes. Like which, which he, I guess I guess for your viewers at home. Yeah. North Texas is. Uh, North Texas University, I think. For, State University? For if anyone from Columbia currently is like, that's where Craig Butterfield came from, North Texas. Do you know, do you know Craig's like the bass teacher over at the USC now? Craig Yeah, upright, upright bass. Huh. And, um, but yeah, Brian was just, I, he was, in, he was so nice and so intimidating at the same time. Yeah. I mean, just the stuff he could do. I remember, like, watching you guys were, were you were doing taps with your left hand, and then you're playing piano with your right, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is on a different level." I think I think he played like Cosmic Hippo or something. Yeah, it, it was probably him. It wasn't you guys. I, w I was probably watching that. <laughs> okay, because well, no, because no, I know I know I've seen you do that that too on something. Play piano. Yeah. Like uh, or play keys and bass at the same like like I may have come over to jam with you one maybe didn't you live in Rosewood for a while? I did. Okay. Yeah, like almost back where Justin lives. Yeah. Back there, I was like living. This lady had converted her garage into an apartment, and I was like renting it out like when I first started at the opera house. Yeah. Yeah. So then, like, um... yeah, you know, I mean, I I try to do I I can do enough. But I'm, it's nothing like Brian. I mean, that dude, and he was so nice. He had like perfect, he has perfect pitch. Yeah. And I remember, so in 2000, he and I went to like Victor Wooten had this, these base, he still does this base nature camp. And we both went, we didn't know that each other were going. Yeah. And I get there and he's there. <clears throat> and like, we ended up like camping together. And, and like, I didn't, I knew him a little bit from school, like, being the guy yeah you know like and then uh, I got to know him pretty good there and he he was so nice and he would like because I had all these questions of course like you hang out with him like he just and so I was like what's having perfect pitch like like can you tell what that bird is like doing right now what's that bird doing yeah and he'd be like well it's like in between <laughs> notes I'm like in between notes I'm like oh my god you know like it's it was it was he was able to I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that again tonight at some point. What's that bird doing? Yeah. And he but he was so nice about it that it was it was like he didn't make you feel bad, like he was super humble about yeah. it and like it wasn't a big deal and like to me I've always had this thing where like him and like Ron Wiltrout, like you remember Ron? Yeah. Dude. Like anybody that I thought was like super good at their instrument was automatically like I was intimidated. Yeah. And so it was like, and like both, like both him and Ron were like super nice. Didn't, didn't, didn't Brian, he was, he did something, he, he had, he was transcribing something Vic Wooten did, right? Uh, like sure. he, he was like, he, he was doing like a live DVD uh, transcription. I, don't, I, don't know. I think that was, a, I thought that was a story. Now, the, he, the coolest transcription thing I've ever seen is... In 2006, I did a semester where I was like, I'm going to go back to music school, you know, and I was yeah. working in Newberry. And so I went back and I was like taking lessons from Craig. 
and I walked into Craig's office one day, and he's like sitting there. Uh, and his, you know, the base office was like around the corner from Jeff's yeah studio, and um, and I was he he was sitting there and he had his little paper out and he was like listening to Edgar Meyer like oh, Druid Fluid. That's what it is. This is okay. Th- I was this is the story I think because I for some reason I was thinking it was Brian Mulholland and Vic Wooten. Oh, I don't know. He may have. I mean, I don't, but, I don't... And I thought the story was older, but yeah. No, no this is the story. No, yeah, Craig was like sitting there, you know... Did you mean to play that note? Yeah. That's... <laughs> and like, Craig was like just sitting there as it was being played, like coming out of the the thing. And he may have, you know, looking back on it, I just saw like yeah. a couple minutes of this. So he may have worked. But to me, watching him, it looked like he was... Like listening, and as he heard it, was writing it as fast as it was coming out. And I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Well, maybe okay. Maybe this is a different story because the story I remember was like he was either I guess Edgar Meyer and 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 uh, Craig Butterfield. Is it Craig? Yeah, no, yeah, Craig Butterfield. I'm sorry, I, I can't. I'm horrible with names. It, it was either those two or it was Brian Mahal. He plays. And he Vic plays Wood. around Columbia with the Boomtown Waste. Yeah, I was gonna say okay. he just married uh, Kelly. Like Kelly McLaughlin, right? No, uh-uh. Who did she marry? No, no, I don't think it was Craig. They play together, though. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, they play together. I don't with, know. With Christine, uh, Kristen Elaine. Yeah, Kristen Harris. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's the three of them. Uh, but, um... And they, they like, record their... I saw some of the recording stuff they were doing was, like, at the music school auditorium in front of the organ. I'm like, oh, I remember yeah. those days. Oh, are there still DPAs up there? Probably. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought it was one of the, one of those one of those groups where they're they're doing the transcription. They have to call, like, they have to call like the 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 other person, the other you know, supremely talented person, either Edgar <laughs> Meyer or Victor Wooten, and be like, "Hey, did you mean to play that note?" <laughs> I don't. I haven't heard that one. I haven't heard. I that thought one. it was. Yeah. I, I, well, originally I thought it was. Brian Mahal. I mean, it's, it's it could have been, dude. Brian, Brian could play all those things like just note for Mashed everything together. Yeah. All the years of drinking and. Yeah, like, those years kind of add up like that, too. Yeah. You're like, was that? Did that? But. <laughs> drinking and no sleeping. But yeah, they're both phenomenal. <coughs> and I think Brian's teaching. Yeah, that's that's the last thing, thing I saw. Yeah. Which every once in a while I'll get up. I'll start looking people up. So I've looked him up. I looked up Ken Ebo. Who was the? He did Swing Shift in two thousand and two thousand one. Mm-hmm. I think he's in. He's he he went. He's in Maryland. Now doing all for sure. Now Kenneth, remember Kenneth Salters? Oh yeah, no. Yeah. Jazz. Boxing Day. Like, yeah. But he's up in New York playing. Yeah. He's kind of all over the place playing. Yeah. So uh, Jazz keeps up with him. So. Okay. Yeah. So I'll I'll hear I hear hear back about him. I've just recently learned that we marched drum corps together. Oh. We were on the same bus, and I just... Like, Can't remember. You remember Kenneth? No. He was another guy that was so nice. Yeah. And, like, welcoming, you know, like, on a level where it was just, like... Like, I, the, you know what? Have you ever heard the term imposter syndrome? Yeah. Yeah, like... I'm, I'm the, feeling that right now, actually. <laughs> well, in college, like, I really felt that because, like all of my music stuff in high school like 
It was like when I got to college, like I had to relearn music because like the OW in Orangeburg. Yeah. Like the way they taught wasn't the way USC taught. Right. No, no. It was, I'm going to guess it's probably like in Rock Hill High where she's like, here's the part, learn it. Yeah. That's what it was. There was no like. Yeah. There was no theory. There was. Yeah. Nothing like that. Yeah. And so there was like a lot of other kids and, and maybe they, <coughs> my 18, 19 year old perception of them was they had it all together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which, that's yeah. That is exactly exactly what it is because them they did not. I, yeah. I can almost assure you, unless they're Brian Mahala. <laughs> and, and I'm sure he had he and I would eat lunch together. He was talking. He had his own stuff to deal with. Yeah. You know, like um, I think it's on the on the flip side of that when everyone expects you to you, to be to have it together. And yeah. Like, mm. so. But you know, it's yeah, it's weird too because you're I guess you're kind of like me you came from a, a school that didn't really have a musical background so much right. and so was, I was I was the the learned scholar there at <laughs> at 17 you know, yeah leaving leaving everybody behind it's like well you'll get by without me yeah it turns yeah. out yeah they will because again nobody really cares you're not actually that important <laughs> yeah so when I got there for better or for worse I mean it's just the way it is yeah and so that's that was like a I think that took like a long time to get over too and even even once in a while it can still it can still creep up I, I never and I, I think I never really felt that I just enjoyed the challenge of trying to catch up and also the the again just I kind of didn't care because it's like I'm not going to be there and who cares I'm going to have fun and that's you know worked out for me fairly well yeah I'll never be able to play as well as Mills or, or Justin but you know I'm not gonna I'm not ever gonna catch up to them uh, but I sure as hell I'm enjoying playing music with them there you go so yeah and that's that's what's cool yeah and that's uh, you know it's music's one of the few things where I get to be all selfish and encompassing but at the same time I'm part of a group but yeah it's actually all really Which again, this is like we we're talking about uh, kind of being slightly introverted and and not liking talking so much. Mm -hmm. Again, this, this I've, almost, I've almost forgot that thing's there. Okay, well, good. Which yeah, um, again, don't use this this video as evidence because uh, yeah, clearly, uh, get me going, I'll get going. But yeah. and again, I'm not talking to a crowd. I'm talking to I'm talking to Alan here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen you. Actually, I don't think I've seen you in years. I saw each other at the Kraken. You were doing an open mic. That was years ago now. It wasn't? That was like two years ago. I the guess you, yeah. the closest The closest connection would have been like, hey, can you go cover for me for this? Yeah, that was last year. Or uh, I was or playing with September. And <laughs> September Campbell. What's her deal? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I see her online. She's like a, what do you mean, like she's a songwriter? She's, okay, I guess that's, that is. Uh, we were playing together, and then whenever all this kind of, it was, took a break last, around last Christmas. Yeah. And whenever that group started, there was like two other guys in it, and they had gotten this, you know, it's like a lot of things, like a lot of bands, I don't know if you have a lot of experience with this, but it's like, a really good idea yeah and it's like really big at first and then like it's somehow like like yeah. two guys 
like they left and it was just me and her and like I was playing bass and drums, drums and yeah. running sound like all at the same time and then it came to like the Christmas era you know we, we played one gig I think like at the end of December yeah. or not in, end of November beginning December and then she was like you know I'm going to take some time off we can regroup and then uh, the first of the year I played a gig with her and uh, Whitney who's like this he was a guitar player yeah and then after that they were like we're just going to go as a duo and I was like eh, all right then yeah I so think I mean yeah I just there, there's something that there's something that comes across to me about her is she might be difficult. Um, I, which I mean, I don't know that I would use the word difficult. She so she knows like she's someone that knows what right. she wants, and she also knows how to do it. So it's it's not like 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 recording. Like she can record all her own stuff, yeah. and like she like she's one of the few people that I've ever worked with who like a lot of vocalists they oftentimes can't tell like hey, is there a compressor on that hey, yeah. is there this on that and she's like oh that's too much compressor on there but like dang good ear well see that's yeah you know what i mean yeah like, and, so, that's, and just and just to be clear to anybody that's not I, that's not what i mean difficult i mean it's just like i see lineup changes and that yeah. makes me wonder well I, I think it's probably i mean i don't know about the lineup changes i mean i just know what i my experience playing yeah. with her um but I, I feel insulted that she stopped playing with my friend. That's that's what it is. Who did she play with? You. Oh. Dick. <laughs> what other friends do you have? <laughs> hey. No. No, I mean, it, dude, that has happened so many times, like, in music. Like, I don't, it's not something that I sweat. Yeah. It's like, like, and we still talk. She and I still talk. Like, um, no, because I, 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 asked, I asked her if she wanted to do, do some photos because I walked in. Got a good style. No, said, there again she said no, she, thank you so. she can do all that stuff herself like she she's got so many talents yeah i don't know how to describe it it's like she doesn't need anybody to take a anybody to record her yeah it's like she can do it which yeah that's that's pretty yeah. awesome yeah and she can write the songs i mean her songs were cool it's and so it's like a you know it's but there's also there's just something about women who play electric guitar that, that I, I I like that. Oh, you like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. I think that's great. I think if you know, it was cool. I had a blast playing with her, and then uh, you know Jimmy Frick. Yeah, was I, like, I met him. I met him running. He was running sound at uh, Wild Wings. Mm-hmm. We played, and, and so we would. A lot of the stuff, especially after the the drummer and guitar player, weren't in the picture anymore. Like, <clears> it would be like me, her, and Jimmy. Yeah, and like that, it was fun. Like it was, we played over. Um, it's like the hunter gatherer. That's where I like forgot the base. The hanger, yeah. The hanger, yeah. Like I forgot. I I packed up all the sound gear, all the drum stuff. Yeah. I get there. I'm and no bass. I'm I, like Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, who do I know that lives in Colombia? I do not have time to go back to Irmo. Yeah. Uh, and those pictures are cool. And that's the, the uh, jazz bass. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, I, I keep on meaning to check out some more of her stuff, but I'm lazy. Yeah. Or, or anytime she's like, "Hey, I'm gonna do a live thing," it's like, "Oh, well, yeah. I'm." I've I've checked out a, a, her game. live thing a couple too, and her, you know, Stevie Harris. I don't. I've like I've watched his uh, live thing a couple times. Lango Owen was doing live stuff. He he's he he was doing them on Wednesdays when my practice. So I, I can the, yeah, it. and Chris Compton does one most Thursdays. Like a live stream. I don't 
Do you know who's Chris Compton? I know who he is. I just don't. Because, again, it, a lot of it comes down to I, I never care. But um, a friend of mine was playing trombone with him. Yep. Catherine. Mm-hmm. Catherine Allgroom. Over at, was it over at Zach's? Uh, they, they recorded the, uh, his Furtherville record, and I played on that. Oh, okay. Over at Zach, Zach White recorded that record. Like, oh, it sounds so good. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't talked to Zach in forever. I, I hung out with him last Wednesday. Yeah. So, but we, it'll be like months. I won't see him or hear from him for months. It'll be like, it'll be like one of those things like, hey, dude. You know, like, I, I still got an organ he sold me. Nice. That was like a Kimball organ that's still sitting in my... He's got like so much, in, like kooky shit. We were you, you were we um, kind of had this conversation about tech moan. Yeah. Like, go to his house. It's just like if you like the the, the music tech kind of stuff. Yeah, because I remember he was doing some he was doing some goofy things with with goofy things. I've still got I've got an MP3 I found on an old hard drive of like some rap act he was. He was, he was recording. That's cool. I didn't know. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> or it, there, well, I think there was one that was a serious one, and there was one. Him and somebody else were goofing off and, and doing. Uh, he used to do a bunch of that stuff in high school. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I guess you're you're about Jonathan White's age. Yeah, we're the same. He's actually like a couple of weeks. He's in February. Oh, okay. Birthday's in February. He's okay. a couple weeks older than me. Yeah. I forget that they're related. <laughs> yep, they are most definitely related. But also, I, I didn't—I never really had many any interactions with Jonathan. I think I was more of you kids. Yeah, I mean, being from Orangeburg, it was—he was it was all one seemed like circle of people. Yeah, so, yeah. But I can understand in college why not. Well, again, because I didn't have any interaction. My sister had interactions. Yep, but but I didn't. Because uh, I didn't care. Seems to be a running theme. Yeah, that's uh, that's been most everything. It's like, yeah, this sucks. Oh well. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> there's there's lots of there's lots of that. I guess. It's pretty. So you're what you're saying is you're really good at building people up. Sure. <laughs> you're like no. <laughs> It's uh, it's fun being a curmudgeon, <laughs> professional curmudgeon. Yeah, but you're trying. To, there was um, some another on- online video where I think I might have gotten referenced, and I don't know yet, because it was uh, oh, what was the, the the guy that that died of like cancer recently in the past year. What's his name? Aaron, Aaron Graves. Who I've, I've never met, but uh, like a Colombian's from Colombia. Yeah, like he was there. There's like a mural to him. Somewhere oh. mm-hmm. I guess he was a supremely nice guy. Uh, I can't remember the name of his band either, but it was. Um, I think uh, what's his name, Philippe from Carolyn Guitars, mm-hmm. was on a, some pedal show that I watched, and he was. They had a special edition for it, and he, he had some of the music, but he. He said something like a like a local curmudgeon <laughs> or something like describe the music thusly because at the, about this time that this album came out, I think is when Bach Knight was recording his album and Philippe was coming over to the house and I think I it was described as children music for adults. 
And I was like, yeah, I could have said that. Did I say that? I don't know. Does it sound like something you say? It does. It does. That's. I mean, it's... That, so it, you, pro- it, may, it probably isn't because I don't think I'm that ingrained in anybody and nothing I say is actually that memorable. So you're kind of taking up the mantle as Columbia's lovable curmudgeon? Oh, I'm not lovable. I've, I've never been lovable. Uh, and I don't, uh, uh, again, I'm not actually, you know, involved enough to, in the music scene to ever really be known as, as anything other than, it's like, is that your stuff you're moving? <laughs> that guy? Yeah, it's like, are you, are you supposed to be here? Jesus, aren't you 50? This is New Brooklyn. <laughs> New Brooklyn. It's New Brooklyn's a little place, man. I'd love, I'm ready to get back and play there again. It was. I I've, I've had a lot of fun there. It's. It was really cool. Like I took so much like time off from the. <coughs> I guess from the Columbia music scene when my kids were little. And to have in the past few years gotten back into it yeah. and like gone back and played at New Brooklyn. Like, cause all I can think about is the times I played there in college when Benji was there. Yeah. Oh, Benji. And like, and Benji did. Benji did take really take a shine to us. Yeah, he, I mean he he was good, man. He was good for the scene. Yeah. Man. He he. Uh, I think him and Gary were the ones ones that uh they got us on the metal karaoke. <laughs> but that was uh, uh that was that was horrible. We ended up really regretting it, but I remember the last one we we totally hijacked the show, and we were, we were just fucking with people. And in fact, this is one of my greatest musical moments. Was um, again, we were, this is with the noise, um, and a, a friend of mine gets on stage, and she's gonna do Bon Jovi. I fucking hate Bon Jovi. We did two Bon Jovi songs, and she says, "I'm I'm gonna play. You know, I want to do this Bon Jovi song because it pisses Alex off." And so we start playing it, and I just kind of look at her and go, "Oh yeah." <laughs> And so we're playing it, and right before she sings, without a word to anybody else, and I don't even think a nod or anything, we switch to the other song. Like, she gets out the, starts singing those lyrics to the wrong song, and then she kind of recovers and gets to the other one, and then we switch back. And and the entire time, I'm just in her face, like, <laughs> and, and, and the best part, the, the cap of it my, was my, uh, my girlfriend, who was, I guess, very young and insecure at that point. I was very young, too. <laughs> I don't get a new Brooklyn for that. Uh, I remember she was she was pissed off at me. It's like, you were giving her so much attention. I was like, did, did you see the attention I was giving her? I was humiliating her. Is that the attention you want? Hmm? It's like, you yeah. know. It's like, I, 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 can, I can take you on the stage and pants you or something. I don't yeah. know. See, those young, young years are weird years. Yeah. Too. But you know, I think you know. I thought I was thinking about this recently. It's like, yeah, you know, it's it'd be a disaster if if New Brooklyn ever went under. It's like a staple. Well, I mean, it's like it's the only place like underage kids can go play. You know, I didn't have anything like that. Yeah. Well, in Orangeburg, well, I don't know if we had a, a place specifically where underage and age kids could go play. Yeah. But I know that like. We would go play at a place, um, 
and like that was how I made like my high school money. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but I mean, don't get me wrong, they're not going to make any money at New Brooklyn. Like, no. But, you know, I mean, it's like how many kids kids got their start there? You know, of course, how many kids ended it right there because they're like, this is not for me. It's like, there's no air conditioning. It's The bathroom is disgusting. I will say, after having, you know, done it when I was younger and done it now, I guess since they've eliminated smoking inside, yeah. it's like night and day. Oh, yeah, I know. It's... It's. I miss the haze effect on lighting. Yeah. Um, I don't miss waking up but, and everything smelling like cigarette yeah. smoke. My eyes burning. Yeah, and then trying to get that smell out of your like your gig bag, like yeah. it just would never go away. And uh, yeah, the other thing, the other good thing about New Brooklyn for us is we always is we more more than often not had had uh, Magic John as our sound guy. Yep. He knew Mike real well, and I knew him from ACS. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I've worked with him one time. He's, yeah, best. Yeah. He was the best. I, I like working with him. Uh, and he got he got our sense of humor. And he, and he put I got on. Yeah, isn't that interesting how sometimes, like, the best people to work with are the people, like, that are the best hang? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not about, like, the best. Well, I mean, everybody could, could walk up and say, that guy's a dick. But it's like, no, once you get to know him, you realize he's not... Yeah, you're an asshole. That's what it is. Yeah, I mean that's. He had the best sign at uh, at New Brooklyn. It was just a big, big poster board that said no. <laughs> so when people would come up and ask him, you just point at it. And, hey, can you turn my kid's guitar up? Like, no. No. Yeah. That's and that uh, that's one of the reasons why I would never run sound there, because I didn't want to have to deal with like the band dad. Hey man, he's really good. You need to turn his vocals up though. Dude, those those people exist everywhere. Uh, in the, <laughs> it's just you're never gonna get away from it. It's, I know, and that, again, that's why that's I, why I don't like running soon. I remember at the opera house we had Anushka Shankar. Anushka, uh, that's a uh, Ravi's daughter. Right? Ravi's daughter. Yeah. And so, and Ravi's wife, her mother, was the band dad. And you're just like, yeah, I can't believe. Oh, it's like that's a. I mean, she was a a big name. Yeah. Too. Wow. I'm amazed. Hey, the Opera House has some really big names. What are you talking? What are you trying to say here? I'm trying to say it's in <laughs> it's in Newberry, dude. So everything every every restaurant around there is called Figaro something. <laughs> it's, just, it's like it's like okay, we get it. So it's an Opera House right that's there. Not, it's not, not everything is called Figaro. Hey, that's everything called, for that's, the record, internet. Everything is Figaro up there. It's it's like learn, learn something. That, there's plenty of other operas. There's, there's Stephen W's. I don't, I don't know if it's still there. I don't know if any of these places. No, it's, still it's, it's now it's now the Figaro Market Bar. Is it? Yeah. Oh dang. Sure. I guess it's all Figaro's now. I stand corrected. It's all Figaro's. You know, it's like def, you know, could, we could have had a deflator mouse. You could have had a magic there was, flute. <laughs> You could have a, that was you, down, could have a that was, drag, you could have a drag club called the Queen of the Night. Yeah, that was downstairs. The oh. of Figaro's. Oh, okay. Downstairs. Which but which Figaro's? Uh, the one across from was the Figaro Bar and Grill or was the Figaro Figaro Bar and Restaurant? Uh yeah, the bar and restaurant. Okay. That's next to the Figaro gas station? Yes. And the Figaro uh, grocery store. Which the actual figure now, of gas station is a restaurant. Now, a, a bit of trivia on Newberry. There's a hardware store there, 
that's in between the Opera House and Figaro's Bar and Grill. And in that hardware store, first of all, you walk in and it looks like you can get a Mogwai there. Like there's just stuff like strewn about in no particular order. But on the desk... How many pictures of Pavarotti are in there? You know, I don't know. Okay. Uh, a couple. But on the checkout desk, there is a Nobel Prize coin. And the guy who runs it, his father was a Nobel Prize winner. Huh. Do you know what he, what he wanted? Something about the electron microscope. From what I remember. If that's science, wrong... Science and dance. Yeah. I mean, again, we got two internets. <laughs> we could easily look all this stuff up. Yeah. But... but we're not... But yeah, so like, yeah, Nuska Shankar was there, Mom and Ravi Shankar was there. Oh, wow. And so like, he was, he was really nice. He didn't... I've often heard that, that Anushka was better than Ravi. Well, I don't know. I mean... Her show was good. It was a good show. Um, yeah, the Opera House would get like a bunch of people because... Was no, Nora wasn't there too, was she? No, 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 she wasn't there. That's a shame. Um, but, you know... A lot of the Nashville type people would come and stop in Newbury on the way to 95 in Florida. I see like a Jerry Rafferty or somebody was playing there not too long ago. No, I don't know. Yeah. It's been, I mean, I left there in 2010, okay. so it's been quite quite a few years. Yeah, ten years. decade. <laughs> yeah, but it was good times while, while I was there. It's, yeah. It's a really good place to work if you're young and single. And you, you were, who was, you were working with somebody else, right? Or I'm thinking somebody else and I'm thinking, no, I'm thinking about another friend of mine who's working like the Great Aunt Sylvia place, which is up in like around Rock Hill. Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't do any of that. But yeah, that's, I wish, uh, I wouldn't have minded a gig like that, but I guess, well, hell, 10 years ago I was, I was knee deep in watch. So. Yeah, I mean, you were already, already working, man. Yeah. Yeah, so, I had I had my career set. Yeah, because I I was running sound there, and I left there. I went to WIS, and uh, just, yeah, because you you gave me a you you got me into tech so I could take a tour of the place because I'd never been in there before. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming across Tim Miller. Oh uh, yeah, who so, I who I can't stand, so I went and introduced myself. You can't to stand him. Tim Miller. No, he's a, he's he's a loony. He's a what? He's a loony. A loony. He's not a loony. He's just. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Pompous asshole. No. Yeah. He he would talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. You get that reputation for a right, but he reason. but at WIS he was never like that towards me. You know what I mean? I, he was. <laughs> I remember. But you know who's the best there? Who? Vaughn. Yeah, Vaughn I can Gaskin. See that. I could see that. Yeah, I wanted to believe that anyway. She's she's the best. Yeah, uh, and Judy and Dondi. See, I'm, I'm so, and Rick. I'm so out of it. Like, I don't know who's around anymore. Like, I. Oh man, I, of course I forget his name. Already, I hear his voice. He he came. Joe over, Penner. No, no, not Joe <laughs> Penner. He came over to DM Curtis. Mm-hmm. Curtis, that was, that was his name. But yeah, he was. I, I remember seeing him at an ice skating, like a Disney on Ice thing, in a morning show one morning. Mm-hmm. And he was, he was skating around. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah, 
like, hello. <laughs> and, uh, let's see, McConkie is, is great. I, I always, I got along pretty well with him and him and Justin Keir. Okay. He was a weather guy there. He was a nice, nice enough fella. But they, they kind of had a, I actually a cabal of people that they brought over from, from WIS. The two who all worked, like Drew Stewart, who actually mm. passed away. Yeah, he, yeah, he passed away not too long ago. Um, actually, I was working with like a sister-in-law at, at Alpha. Yeah, yeah. Him, Rick Garney, was another one who's in Atlanta now. Yeah, I'm sure it's probably somebody else. So I can't, I can't remember. But. Yeah. It's like a revolving door, man. Yeah. It's... Which, I mean, I kept my, you know, my, I kept everybody kind of at arm's length, but, you know, I'd, I'd go chat with them. Yeah. I'd go vent about my boss, <laughs> who gave me plenty of things to vent about. Yep. Now I, I hear about Judy, well, not after the quarantine, but Judy would go to the women's basketball games, and my grandmother would go to the women's basketball games, and they would, like, I saw Judy tonight at the basketball game. I'm like, okay. Oh. That's that's fine. <laughs> yeah. All right. Like I'm, I'm still yeah, I'm still friends with a lot of them on Facebook. I think like, yep. I think everybody's gone. McConkie's still there, but everybody else is. Was he was he sports? He started off in sports and then he became uh, the uh, 10 p.m. anchor. Oh, okay. Uh, after they kind of they kind of dangled it in front of him for a while, and they did some bizarre things. Yes. Watch now. I remember watching Watch one time, um, and there was an anchor. He was wearing a gray suit, um, like a purple tie. Yep. And I think the colors were messed up. On the chroma. It's, yeah. No, no, probably what it was. Is no, was it was like the lighting was off, so he was like a shade, like he was not his normal shade. It was, it was. I do remember. Light, the, yeah, the lighting was never bright because... Again, my boss, who didn't know what he was doing, was the one who was, who was yeah. no, it has to be like this. Yeah. I'm like, why? Uh, it's in a manual somewhere. And he's like, it's not. It's just that these are, that nothing was, there was no gels on anything. It was just fluorescent lights. That's all it was. Yeah. Yeah, and it it's... just, everything always looked flat and awful. And it's just like, go get gels. Yeah, but the, yeah the guy looked Get somebody this... who knows what they're doing. Just let them come in here and do it. His, you can tell he was, he was <clears> African-American. <throat> he's dark. But he was his gray was like the same color as his gray suit. Like it was Now it's also possible that that he walked in wearing a slightly green suit because we had people do that. Huh. We had like oh my god, there's one 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 woman she the whole show was her standing in front of a, a green screen wearing a green shirt. <laughs> and you know, the directors and everybody was just so bitter and angry that nobody stopped her. It's like, you're going to look ridiculous. And it's like, you're not seeing yourself on the screen and noticing everything's floating through you. Yeah. But, I don't know. I've worked with some bitter and angry directors, but they yeah. still were just like, no. And Which, well, I mean, I think, I think it's because everybody was so worried that, because, I mean, the way it seemed to work was they all seemed to be really close to the GM, so if you yelled at them, they'd go... Tell the GM and the GM would yell at you. So, uh, I don't know. I don't remember getting yelled at by the GM. I, there I was a, there was a whole list of other people that yelled yeah. at you first. Well, I never I never got yelled at by the GM, but like, but within within news, they would have 
you know, there's a lot of egos floating around oh, there. Yeah. So I think they they would clash, and I was never sure why. That was always all that stuff was always above my pay grade. So yeah. I was like, eh, like. So, it's like you need copies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the the mics were working. Yeah. Or you know, if they're not, then I was the one getting yelled at. Yeah. So. Well, and that was the, that was the other thing too is the way they had it set up. It's like audio guys, camera guys, gone. There's none of them. I think WS. I I don't know for sure, but I think they've gone that way. I think they have too. I, I haven't been back, but they were starting that. Well, well we can, I mean, watching their newscast, it, that's it looks like like that. It looks like shit now. W. I, see, I don't get WIS here. I, I can get everybody else on my digital antenna, but I can't get WIS. So I haven't seen WIS. Which is which is odd because we're all right there. Yeah, about six. I haven't seen. A, I haven't watched a broadcast in like six years. It yeah. It, so well, I mean, again, like they're they're wanting to do more with less. Well, I think there's a lot of people. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Which I know that's the way things are going. But yeah. There's some things where it's just like, do you want this to still look good? I don't. Which I don't think they care. I I th- think. Well, I think that's kind of the. Some of the internet kind of stuff has done that to where it's like devalued. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like if if someone with their phone can get this many views, yeah. Why are we dumping millions? But, but you know what's funny though? You know where they will put the money in sports production. Yeah. It, I mean, it it costs a lot. I mean, like to have like a six camera setup. You know, you're paying each camera guy roughly four hundred bucks. You know, this is on college level. The stuff I've I've worked on, I think the pro stuff makes a good bit more, and there's more more of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, as as a EIC, I'd make a thousand bucks. I'd just show up. A good day, I wouldn't have to do anything. Just make sure it's like everything's working. Okay, great. Just wow. sit back and you like okay. I mean, if something goes wrong, you got to get up and go fix it. Sure. Um, and I've been audio. I was making. At least five. Wow. Um, but, of course, audio and sports production was, uh, you had to do, you know, not only mix, uh, mix the actual show, you had to mix the sub-mixes, you had to mm-hmm. handle all the all the comms. Yep. I a 2 would on some of that stuff. Um, yeah, A2 is the best job in sports. It's the best everywhere, I think. A2... A2 basketball is a dream. Yeah. Do you know Ben Burris? Oh, you, you asked me Trump. this earlier. I did not. Did I ask you earlier? Yeah. It's, uh, he was one of the sound guys, and he was always the A1. Yeah. And I was just be out there, like, making sure stuff's plugged in. Like, he had all the pressure. Yeah. I mean, and, 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 like, but like, my pressure was if something didn't work, which, since it was me doing it, it always yeah. worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, like, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of, when you're on trucks, it didn't work. There's a lot of like, all right, can you hear me now? All right, hold on, let me get my phone. Hey, I was talking on that, that channel. Did you hear it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, lots, lots of that. Yeah, but that's um, usually before the show goes on. Yeah. I mean, once the show's going, it's, yeah. know, there's a couple times where we had disasters. And especially with Watch, because we started doing live broadcasts with with Watch, and that was, that was, that was me. Mm-hmm. That was a, like that trailer that they used. I, I, I built it. Nice. That's cool. Uh, and from what I understand, they still use about all the stuff I put in. Um, I think they swapped out the audio board, though. They got a better. They did get a better audio board in there. But I was worried about them trying to automate as much as they could. Mm-hmm. So when I got to pick out the board, I said, "All right, we're getting an analog board, and we're going to put it here." 
it's all gonna be patch baked. And, uh, and yeah, so that's what we did. I think they eventually moved up to like a, I think a, a Midas M32. Yeah. It was a Midas Venice. Um, in there before, but they, they moved up to to that. I just said, well, that's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, Dang. It's almost 9 o'clock, man. It is. It is. This has worked out pretty good. Yeah. I've, I've given you plenty of stuff, and, and I've only said things that were only slightly racist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, because I could talk, I could talk music and production. Yeah. That's for ever yeah because this is all I do yesterday I was uh yesterday I was trying to figure out I had some old effects racks and I was trying to see if I could get a fifth and then take that fifth and shoot it up an octave because mm -hmm. currently Thunderclutz that's the other band I forgot that yep Thunderclutz trio Who's, who else in it? Justin, Purdy, myself, and a drummer. But um, I was trying to get a fifth and then move that up an octave so I can try to emulate a power chord. Yeah. Because, you know, the low notes, yeah, no good. Mm -hmm. um, but none of the equipment I had really worked. Can't, so we were tuned down to C, and it doesn't really catch that low. Were you looking for a whammy pedal? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna have the same problem with that. It's actually one of the units was a Digitech unit. And it didn't. No, I just I can I can play it up on the higher strings and it and it does fine. But if I start playing like a low E that is now tuned down to C, it doesn't doesn't do too well. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, it's still fun just to sit there and just. That's one of my, I mean, you see my rack over here, like, yeah. that's like one of my favorite things to do is like, just tinker with sounds. And like, I like pedals and I like effects and, you know, not on bass particularly, but just in general. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of coming back around to effects on bass. Because um, we're playing a lot of new wave stuff and a lot of stuff like The Cure. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they got a lot of chorus and phasing on, on basses. So I'm trying to figure yeah. out how to tastefully bring that back in. Yeah, I guess what I mean is like like on the bass signal itself, yeah. like I wouldn't do anything. I would like aux in that and then route that back in. and Right, and like do the, the... And like EQ that. But as far as like, like I like my the bass just going oh. straight in. No, one of the nice things about... So my, my current setup my, my, for my main setup which is which is with candy coffins right now um i've got tuner mm -hmm. a you got the sands amp still yep i uh, got a a uh, compressor and then runs into the sands amp sands amp runs out the way i probably should be doing my chorus is through the effects loop but i'm not i'm actually running it through uh um I'm running through a small clone and just hitting the front end of the amp. I got a small clone and I got some big muff knockoff. Okay. That's my distortion because I need distortion in there every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Just as a final little. Yeah. Um, but you gotta be careful because if you just distort it, sometimes that'll take out the low end. Yeah. And so that's that's why you should do it with the effects loop. So you still have that it is signal. Sometimes, but it's been. I mean, 
it's solid state, so it doesn't matter so much. But that can also have a that can have a, a, a bigger effect on on things like okay, like death metal pedals. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, everybody's known them like the fucking shitty little Boss or DoD pedals. They sound like shit. Turns out, if you run through the effects loop, they actually sound really good. It's probably how they're yeah. Which I think it's just no one ever said run this through an effects loop. But no one should have to tell you, man. Yeah, you, you just do it. So, so that Experiment. gritty, so that gritty high end nastiness is actually stuff I want because I need that to help define the bass. So I'm not just. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's I think it works out. I really haven't I haven't heard it recorded and, and mixed properly, which hopefully that will change because we Candy Coffin should have a, a a a video coming out soon. Cool. Which was a whole we. We got uh, access to like the back of the white mule, and we videoed, uh, videoed it the whole thing, like all did, did two takes, and uh, I think Tom Al Tom Mindwine's brother Dave recorded it. Cool. So I think he's he works over the jam room, uh, but so I have yet to actually hear that back in all the mixes. So I'm real curious what that's going to sound like. Well, hopefully that sounds good, man. It should, or I'm going to be angry and Hulk oh. out. Eh, maybe I probably won't. I really don't care. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> you're like you forget that I don't care. Yeah, it's like the anti-Hulk. It's like just turn green and sit there. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't mind me when I'm angry. You wouldn't mind it. I'm you like, might notice if I'm angry. It's like you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go over here. It's, it's, <laughs> if I just go home now, everything's whatever <laughs> now that's a superhero yeah <laughs> it's a, it takes real strength it's like Does oh it? look 200,000 people have died from one disease <laughs> oh really that's a bummer it is a bummer oh, I'm hungry what's my lunch yeah that's <laughs> no that's yeah no, it's horrifying it's it's almost it's, it's almost comedic at this point it's so horrifying it's Super sad, uh, especially when it could have been easily avoided. Yeah, I know, and that's I've I've had a few few faces on Facebook have have succumbed to it, and it's 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 weird. It's you know? I, I I don't even know where to begin to describe that whole thing, or I mean, just this whole like since Memorial Day to now, it's just been yeah. like what is going on and it's it's just like eh. that's all I can really say yeah I can't even it and it's, it, it, it's bizarre I mean because the people that still still support them are going to support them no matter what and it's just like well what can you do yeah I mean just I mean re-education camps I think are <laughs> getting better and better <laughs> I just I, I'm not the guy to answer. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it's. I've I've had to work through most. I was out of, I was working from home for like six weeks, six or eight weeks. Like as soon as the governor lifted the restrictions, like we went back. Yeah. And so I've been back since the beginning of May, like working. So I feel like I've been out, like in it. Like I haven't been able to like, you know. For for better or worse, you know, there's, yeah. there's arguments to be made on both sides. Well, we're we've been real, real lucky because 
we've been we've kept pre-isolated. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife's type one diabetic, so she's at risk. Which, by the way, in case I haven't mentioned this, uh, Janice, right? You remember Janice? She was a music student too. It's not ringing about what she play. She was a uh, vocal. Vocal. Actually, she dated Kenneth for a while. No. So. It's not ringing any bells. If I saw her face, maybe. Well. <laughs> Thanks to technology. Hold on a second. Let me guess. You have a picture of your wife on your phone. You would be. You would. you I have somebody that looks a lot like my wife on my phone. <laughs> uh. So, but you know, it's, it's close enough. You'll get the gist. Uh. Let's see. This is the exciting part. So what I should do is I should go to the whole folder I have of people that look like Janice. <laughs> you know, everybody's got their thing, man. Your thing is like finding people that look like your wife. It's um, it's cool. It's cool, dude. It's it's got a certain je ne sais quoi. You know, there's a, you know, people like feet. Other people like watching videos of people mush their head like into your, bread. I like your wife. <laughs> Some people believe the earth is flat. You know. Whatever. Here we go. Here are several pictures of her. Okay. No. Yeah, I've seen her on your Facebook. Yeah. That's nice Janice. She's she was a, a, a soprano. Uh, oddly oddly uh, enough, it's a, it's a, at one point. Nothing is great. You got like the whole Russian outfit with the Russian like words on the poster in yeah. the background. Actually, it's a high school marching band uniform. Is it? Yeah. That's it's funny. A, I had a I had a position her so she So you two must just have like a ton of fun. You're like, put this on, yeah. I'm gonna take your picture. Yeah. That's cool. So so out of out of the school music it, it worked out for me because I've gotten a career, I've gotten two wives. Dang, two? Yeah, because the I, I was married to Laura Young. Too. Mm. So she was a, a short short singer. Okay. Hold on a sec. I have a picture of her. Do I need to edit this out? No. I mean, you probably want to edit out the part where I'm fumbling through my phone and find pictures of current and, and ex-wives. Just because that didn't seem terribly entertaining. <laughs> she had like, she had kind of curly hair back then. But this, she straightened it out for that. But that's... Dang, why do I not remember people? I don't know. She, she's, she's sad because uh, she has one of the best voices I've I've ever heard. She could have been the real deal, but she just she had, you know, some issues. Well, they couldn't get work them out. Yeah, I mean that happens sometimes. So. All right, dude. All right. Yeah, I think that's, well, I mean, that note. 9, 10. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I do have to be up at like 5.30. Yeah, I don't want to keep you out all night. That's nah, all right. But all thanks for thanks for coming and, and talking, man. It was a great, yeah, great good. conversation. Good to catch up. See, that's, that's the trick is make sure it's somebody you haven't seen. Yeah.